It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. I'm Brother Beniti, a.k.a. Brother Michael. Uh, we have my brothers, uh, Sargidi and Brother Ravana Noon, joining us uh, momentarily. Uh, just to make a couple quick announcements before we uh, begin tonight's show. Um, just a couple upcoming guests that we will... Uh, be having on some upcoming shows uh, next week. Again, just to, we'll remind everybody a couple times throughout the show. Um, we will have Brother Panic back on the show next week um, to do a topic that's kind of tonight's going to kind of be a prelude um, into that topic. Um, we will be dealing with what is or do you really know what black magic, uh, witchcraft, uh, Satanism, etc., really is and. We will get in, into that topic in, in depth and kind of dispel uh, some of the myths about that topic because a lot of people, uh, even melanated people, are very confused on that topic. And I find there's still a lot of negative connotations uh, when you use the words magic uh, and then there's that separation of black magic, white magic, uh, some of the things that are affiliated with the spiritual magic. Um, so we're going to dispel a lot of those myths and confusion uh, when we have Brother Panic on on August uh, 6th, which is next Thursday night. Wanted to throw that out there. Um, we will also have, in the month of August, I'll get you the exact dates, trying to confirm those two dates. So we'll have um, another great elder and scholar back on the show, um, Dr. Jewel Pulcrum. I actually spoke with her today, and we will have her back on in August. We'll confirm a date with that in the next couple of days. Um, and we'll get Dr. David Emotep back on the show, who last time we tried to have him on, we had a little technical difficulties that night with the um, the uh, software running the show that night. Well, we had a little problems that night, so we'll get him back on the show. So tonight's show, um, again, the topic is uh, root magic and, you know, uplifting your spiritual consciousness by way of that root magic, which is the, which is the origins of it. So let me make sure I got my brothers here. I see them on. Um, brother Ravana Noon, you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, Brother Sargidi, you there? Sargidi, you there, I'm brother? Yeah, peace, I'm here. All right, just make sure you ain't got no, uh, or you're not close to a computer, or because uh, it happened last week. You got a lot of, you got a lot of uh, feedback on your phone, so I'm not sure if you're near, near the computer, or um, I hear it when you spoke, and then people were kind of explaining that last week. So just make sure you're not near a computer or feedback from from wherever you're at. All right, brother. All right. All right, so brothers, we. When we we chose this topic. Uh, we were talking about it, and and Ravana Noon uh, figured this would be a good topic. And it's, I think it's timing is perfect for it, leading into the show that we're going to do next week. Um, I want to maybe we can pick up. We were talking about last week, Ted, so people can understand why this why this topic is 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 severely important, especially nowadays. Um, getting the psyche right, getting the subconscious right, as we said, reprogramming the subconscious, things of that nature, 
more crazy shit is going on in the news. Uh, the, the racial incidences are coming now, not just by the day. It seems like they're coming every couple of hours. Um, so there, there's that impact of trauma. Uh, there's that impact of working on the subconscious mind. Somebody is trying to obviously, you know, stamp these events and images in our subconscious mind. And we talked about last week, people always want to know what the solutions are <clears throat> because we hear um, now there's so many different scholars, elders, teachers. You, you got this whole, as we've talked about in the past, this whole debate circuit that's big now. And we're not getting any solutions. People want to know what are the solutions to our problems. How can we, how can we correct some of the problems that we're dealing with? How can we overcome some of these obstacles that we're dealing with? Because, like, like we said, it's just a lot of talking as far as what the problem is. And I think everybody knows the multitude of problems that we all face as individuals and as a collective. Now, what's the solution? So we chose this subject, Root Magic, and we, we want to start here because we said last week, I want to piggyback and kind of start, brothers, from, from something we were discussing last week in relation to this topic. We have to understand when dealing with the history of melanated people, regardless of what you study, uh, it could be the West African tradition of the Yoruba, it could be Egyptology, whatever. The first thing in all those cultures, we, we, we said the first thing that was stripped and taken from us, the first thing that they did, they made sure they took your language, your rituals, your connection to your ancestors, the drum, Anything that spiritually connected you with magic or ancestor worship was stripped from you. We tend to overlook that sometimes and get caught up in the intellectual aspect of history and, and of what took place in the past. But we forget that key event, and that's, that was done regardless of what slave trade you talk about. doesn't matter if you are, are, are talking about different multitude of slave trades that took place. That's the first thing they, they always did was strip of people of their tribal, cultural roots. And in those tribal and cultural roots, there was rituals, magic, and various different systems that predate any garbage religion that was fed to us after the fact. I don't care if it's any form of Islam, Christianity, Judaism, whatever. That was taken from us. So how can we get back to that? Because that's the solution to overcoming the nonsense that we're getting caught up in, in this day and time. We want to focus on magic. So let's start with root magic. Um, but before we do that, let's uh, get brief inf introductions of ourselves. So, Ravana Noon, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the people. I know most people know us, but just to to, to run through that. All right. Peace, peace, everybody. It's Ravana Noon. Uh, for some of y'all that are familiar with me through Facebook or different circuits or avenues, I've been walking this path, spiritual path, for many years. Many years, some longer than some of y'all have even been on this planet, just put it that way. Uh, whether it was Nuwapian, whether it was Nation of Islam, Five Percenters, uh, whether it was Rastafarianism, whatever the case was, you name it, I probably dealt with it, studied it, and joined the organization and lived it. Uh, along the way, I always had an interest and an attraction to the occult, uh, the occult sciences, and um, my family has always practiced Yoruba since I was a little kid. I would go see my grandma. 
and she would always be doing rituals, and we used to have to do certain rituals to enter the house and things like that. So that always stood with me all my life. I never forgot it because I see it, saw it, and grew up around it. Years later, I started getting deeper into the occult sciences and uh, Rosicrucianism and different occult aspects, and it just broadened and opened my mind even further than just what we were getting in organizations, social clubs, or whatever you call it, that most of our people or a lot of our people have been stuck under. So along the way, I I dibbled and dabbled deeply inside of Freemasonry, uh, Roscrucian, Santeria, uh, Lukumi, whatever you want to call it, uh, dibbled and dabbled inside the Kemetic, and Letting, leading me to today. <clears throat> the aspect of today is basically all of this is self-realization, self-mastery. That's what all of these paths lead to. Regardless which one you want to claim, hold on to and love and dance and play with, that's really all it comes down to is self-mastery, self-realization. And that's a little bit about myself. All right. Appreciate that. Good brother. Good brother Sargidi, why don't you go ahead and... uh Introduce yourself to the people. Peace on Brother Sargidi. <clears throat> and as my brothers have said, and I have said on previous shows, traveled many different paths. I studied, you know, many different philosophies, theories, things of that nature. Pretty much it all deals with soul transformation. That's the core of it all. Whether, you know, no matter what you call it, soul transformation. So um, today we're going to give you guys a great show on root magic, but that's all I have to say. Appreciate it, brother. And uh, there's a couple schools my left out that we all went through. Uh, and, again, this is just not because we want a pat on the back. That's not why we're telling you this. We just want you to be aware of the experience. So when we're asking questions and dealing with each other, we kind of know where we're coming from. Um, same thing such as myself. Um, went through a multitude of different schools, uh, 5% Nation, uh, Zulu Nation, as we were all younger. Um, the Anseroa Lost, Last Nuwapians, later down the road. Um, all three of us have actually gone through the blue and red house of the Masonic Lodge and uh, crossed over the desert. So we have that experience in that school. Um, Santeria, Yoruba, um, Rosicrucianism, um, pretty much all the same schools as my brothers, um, leading me up to kind of now what we're all pretty much rooted in, spiritual magic, um, ancestral worship, which is the key. And, again, something that my good brother Ravana Noon reiterated, my brother Asar Gidi, these were all paths and stepping stones to get us to the true understanding of mastery of self, realizing I was listening today, and this, this will kind of sum it up, and it's, it's funny how when energies and vibrations are in sequence, how, how that energy just kind of blends in and, and, and compensates and works with each other. I was listening to a lecture today from Dr. Delbert Blair as I was walking this morning, and on this lecture, Dr. Blair said, you are a master when you get to the point where you don't need anybody, including himself. He said, he said, you'll realize when you are fully awakening, you'll know who's a charlatan, who's not telling the truth, who is not really productive for you, who is, who, who is about sincerity being genuine. 
but that's because you'll be in a state of mastery and self-realization of who and what you are. That struck a chord in me today because it resonated for the show that we're going to do tonight. So we have to get to that point. All those things that we've gone to get us to the now, which you have to get to a point, as we've said a multitude of times on this show, in your spiritual journey, where you have to separate from holding something or somebody's hand. You can't take this journey. There's no leader that's going to finish it for you. I don't care what you think or believe in your mind. You are lessening yourself and who and what you are, and you are surrendering your divinity and your power over to another individual. So we want to make that clear. Louis Farrakhan cannot get you to where you need to be. Dr. York can't get you to where you need to be. Okay? Um, any black Hebrew Israelite camp can't get you to where you want to be. They can only be used as guides and stepping stones to a certain point. The funny thing is all these organizations talk about being a god and you're the original this and you're original that. Well, when do you take that godship and stop holding these people's damn hands and stop following and worshiping and upholding things outside of yourself above you? Okay, so that's the whole point. So that resonated deep today as I was meditating and and, and Satan that thought all day in my mind you come to the realization that you are on the path of self-mastery when you realize you don't need nothing or anything but yourself. The divine subconscious mind tapping into a lot of the spirituality we're going to talk about tonight. So root magic, brothers, since that's the topic, and we will later uh, in the show open up the phone lines, uh, people online, who we see you online. Uh, when that time of the show comes, you can go ahead and type your questions in. And we will forward those questions uh, live, and we'll answer them, and we'll rotate back and forth from the phone. But before we do that, for a little bit, let's get into root magic. So, Brother Ravana Noon, what is root magic for maybe those that don't have a full understanding, understanding, or overstanding of what root magic is? Well, many are going to be surprised because uh, when they hear root magic, a course they start thinking of folklore magic or folk magic or you know downrooted magic of you know hoodoo voodoo voodoo you know these things is what they commonly think about just the root magic of working with herbs working with magic working with your your spirits and things of that nature this is what is commonly realized or thought of as root magic but when you really want to get to the bottom line of all this root magic, it's not what people think. It's even simpler and more to the point of that. Root magic is simply working with your root chakra, working with your root self, subconscious mind, and working to unclog the obstacles in your path. It's funny because I spoke about this today on Facebook, and somebody asked me to elaborate So I'm going to elaborate for them. What happens is this. What you will find as you go along the path, and I speak from experience, being that I've done these things personally myself. Sometimes we try to bypass self by contacting spirits, gods, deities, whatever you want to call it, whatever makes you feel good at the end of the day. We bypass ourselves and try to contact these spirits and do this work for whatever means it may be, whether it's a job, a car, children, lover, whatever. 
And what we don't realize is that I don't give a damn what you do. If you're blocked, if you're clogged, if you're not freely flowing and channeling energy through you, it's not going to work the way you want it to. And all these spiritual traditions dealt with this aspect, whether you go into the Yoruba system, Lukumi, Santeria, Ifa, whatever branch you're in, they all dealt with a legwa. A legwa, a shoe, pop a legba, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. And we all dealt with that energy. And I specifically say energy because some of these people have it twisted. And I mean twisted because they really think that these things are gods, some spooky beings flowing around somewhere that are going to come and really care what the hell they do in the physical realm. And that's the bullish crap you could really deceive yourself into. What what Ashu Alegwa, in the, even in the Dravidian concept, Ganesh or Ganesha or Ganesha, it dealt with the root chakra, the opener of the roads, the crossroads, the pathways. If you're not dealing with opening your pathway, your crossroads, then you're not really dealing in root magic. What you're dealing with is in delusions. Right. And the reason why I say that is because Anybody who's ever done anything in Santeria, Yoruba, Lakumia, or in any of these other paths, know that there's no work that can be done unless the legwa says what? What is it, Benito? What does the legwa have to authorize? Well, those roads and pathways have to be opened and, and cleared and any for any spiritual magic uh, to actually work. Exactly. So if you understand that concept, then you understand the concept that really what is the road and pathway that has to be cleared for any real spiritual work to be done? It is yourself, the obstacles and blockages in your life that have to be opened for you to be able to really take upon any higher spiritual work. When I mean higher, I'm talking about channeling of spirits. I'm talking about uh, manifestations of energies. I'm talking about things of that higher nature, expanding your consciousness. See, none of these things could be done. But what happened is in time, our ancestors created mythos, mythic creatures, gods, or things of that nature to explain the inner workings of yourself. So they created these mythos in order to explain how exactly you open some crossroads or pathways in your life, and they created energies with archetypal personality types to describe each of these energies that they in time became known as gods. So when you're really dealing with root magic, root magic, it is basically dealing with that primal energy that primal force of yourself, that that dark energy within yourself that you refuse to identify, one, you refuse to make contact with, two, three, and if you do, you, you refuse to confront. So thus, what happens is that you keep living in a delusional mind state, in the victim mentality. Because last week we were mentioning how these these practices are very important, 
But now we're explaining why they were important and still are important in a clear, more precise way. See, you have people who want to say, oh, well, they're killing us all. Okay, they're not killing us all. <laughs> Let's stop right there. Killing us all means you have to kill over 40 million to 100 million something odd people that are of African descent or have some African ancestry in them. Okay? That's a lot of killing, dude. Just right. because you see some shootings and, and, and police brutality, they're not killing us all. That's a delusional mindset. That's a victim mentality. Sorry, but it is. Now, you can get mad and upset because people got mad and upset me on Facebook because I say it like it is. My perception of how I see it, and what I mean by that is this. They have us agitated right now. And when you're agitated, you become easily emotional. That's right. And when you're easily emotional, you're easily susceptible to mind control. Now, people are going to get upset when I say this, but it is what it is. What difference does it make if you burn down a fucking goddamn Confederate flag when at the end of the day it's just a fucking flag? Now, you can say, yeah, but it's the symbol of oppression and slavery and brutality that it represents. Yes. That's fine and dandy, but you beating up somebody for having that flag is just as ignorant as the person having that flag. <laughs> so at the end of the day, ignorance meets ignorance. Oh, well, oppression must be met wherever it's handed out, or discrimination or racism. Yeah, that's fine. You have the warrior mentality, and I understand that. But as a warrior, you also understand that no work as a warrior was ever done unless a long, drawn-out spiritual ritual was done before you went to battle. You right. don't believe me? Well, go study what happened in Haiti for the Haitian Revolution. Before they started to rebel, they went up into the mountains. I forgot the exact name of the mountain. But they went up to the mountain, and they performed a ritual for days on end of nothing but trances were taking place through drumming, magic rituals, cleansings, clearings, all kinds of things were done before the warriors were sent into battle. So you can be all hyped up and say we have to fight the power wherever the shit is at. That's fine. I understand you have the warrior mentality, warrior energy, but even the warriors knew that without the occult powers, you were caught empty-handed and easily made a victim. Right. So we have to understand this whole concept. Root magic is more than just candles, herbs being utilized to create potions and things of that nature. It goes deeper into the esoteric part of yourself of clearing away your obstacles. You understand, just because the brothers on the show um, do not always so commonly agree with the masses, oh, we should go kick ass because they're killing us and they're shooting us everywhere, does not mean that we're not warriors on this show. Each and every one of us do not get it twisted. We're spiritual, but we will quickly <laughs> become that warrior if and when the time comes we have to defend ourselves. Right. But because we've had experience with these things over time, we understand that 
you have to stay within your mind. You can't right. allow your emotions to supersede your reasoning. Correct. Because the minute it supersedes your reasoning, then all you're doing is allowing more of your people to be slaughtered. Do you not understand? The more you react, the more is going to keep increasing. Correct. You don't get it. Innocent people are dying because some people are reacting emotionally. That's correct. Do you not get that fact that the more you react, the more innocent people are going to go through this? Don't get it twisted, people. I know this is how I know for a fact that a lot of people have not had experiences with some of these people. What I mean by that is y'all think that you're, you're coming up against some Caucasians that are soft and scary and peckles and whatever else you want to call them. Jeez, nah, brother. son. <laughs> I done seen some serious white boys. Them, that's some serious killers right there. They're I mean, born killers. They are born killers. Don't get it twisted. You get you you mean the soft ones now, but when them when they start reacting themselves, oh, you best believe we we may jump and beat them up because they're carrying the flag. They don't beat up people. They kill people. It's a difference. So you have to keep your mind about this because you're coming up against straight energies that are straight death energies. And another. So thing, how do you brother, combat that? Another thing you don't on the, combat on that, that by peace, love, and hugging a tree, right. by the way, like yeah. niggas want to do. You got to understand that, note, that we also work with death energy and spirits. You have to know how to work with that energy, how to awaken that energy within you. But that's on another note. So we have to commonly understand that root magic goes deeper than just ancestral magic, herb magic, candle magic. It goes into clearing your earth seals, also known as your three lower chakras. Because without that, you're stuck. And it's important to understand this because somebody asked me today, well, how do you know you're blocked? Well, first of all, the study happens when you understand your chakras. Your root chakra is your survival chakra. It's your stability chakra. It's your security chakra. If you feel insecure, paranoid, and unstable, that means you have a blockage in your root chakra. If your sacral chakra, your navel chakra, is your one-on-one relationship chakra, if you have problems in relationships, you can't be with a person or a woman or a man, whatever, for any length of time, you have personal problems <laughs> in relationships, that means your sacral chakra is blocked. You don't know how to interact. Your energies are blocked there. If you right. feel like you lack self-confidence, self-worth, self-power, you know, power, your solar plexus is, cho- is, is blocked. If you don't know how to work with those three things, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're not going to really get to the level you want to. You're only deluding yourself to think that you're going to get to that level by doing magical work, lighting candles, and chanting, and and all this hoopla. But at the end of the day, you're still blocked. This is why sometimes, and Beniti can can testify to this, Allegra will say, ain't no work going to be done today. Because right. you ain't ready for it. You're not right yet. And people don't understand that fact. They take it personal and get upset. Oh, why can't I do no... Because your ass is blocked, nigga. That's why you can't do no work. Don't take it personal. Do the work. Clear your shit up. Do some shit. And but bro, they don't let me understand add, let me that add fact. This to, to what you're saying, and I want to back up to something you said a minute ago. Uh, this is important. 
you, like you said earlier, people talk all this revolutionary stuff, and let's get out of our mind the illusion that we're dealing with these, uh, you know, soft, peckerwood, docile Europeans that are that are waging this spiritual, mental, and physical warfare. Let's get that, that out of our head, and I'm glad you brought that up. Because people act like, oh, because you're melanated or black, that you automatically are going to be the victor. All right, let's get that shit out your head, too. Now, to all these wannabe revolutionaries that talk all this shit about what they're going to do to the white man, this and that, you ain't going to do shit to the white man, number one. And I just say it simply as this. What the fuck are you waiting for? It's that simple. What are you waiting for? Stop talking about it. Stop waiting for somebody else to do it for you. If you really believe in your mind, and this will put this to bed because I hate debating this garbage. It's a waste of time and energy. If you believe that there's going to be this great battle and you believe you are a revolutionary at this moment and you, or you are one of those individuals that are constantly talking aggressively about what you're going to do to the white man and you're going to take it to the streets, this and that, what the fuck are you waiting for? And don't tell me you're waiting for the time because there ain't no time better than now because the news yep. is revealing that on a daily basis. You see what's going on. So to those individuals, and it's, and it's not, you know, to be sarcastic about it, I'm just saying, I'm tired of li- I've been hearing this revolutionary shit for over 20 years, okay? That's not something I'm talking about recently. We're not, ta- we're not talking about something that just started a few months ago, a few days ago, a few weeks ago. I've been hearing this revolutionary shit for over 20-plus years. I, can, I know gangs of brothers that have been talking how they're going to do this and they're going to do that and they're going to take it to the street. It's all bullshit. Because of what the things that we're discussing right now, clearing the paths, getting the mind in the right state. Now, even though you hear uh, Brother Ravana Noon mentioning candles and herbs and root magic, like he's saying, it's deeper than that. But even when using those sciences, they don't work because the mental concentration, for an example, if you're doing candle magic, the only thing that works when doing candle, candle magic or doing petitions regardless of what the petitions are for, you have to put the mental energy or the concentrated energy behind the petition, which comes from the subconscious. So that's what we mean when we say you might have it all looking good on the outside physically. Your altar looks nice. You know, you got the nice smelling incense. You know, you got the nice little accolades all on your altar. Everything looks good physically on the outside, but internally, it's not working on an energetic or a spiritual level. It's not doing anything because of these three lower chakras being blocked, not operating or functioning correctly. It's like having an antenna on a radio, and the antenna is not working to receive the energy that is coming in for, or the signal to do the spiritual work. So we have to get these illusions out of our mind, and, I, and I'm, I'm so glad the brother brought that up because I do think some people think in their mind, they create this self-delusional aspect of this whole race thing. And the race thing, you can get lost in that. And another thing, and, and that same lecture that I mentioned in the beginning of the show that Dr. Blair was talking about, he said, you as an individual melanated being will never reach your highest points if you get controlled by the race thing. Because we don't really understand what the race thing is and what the race thing breaks down into and the subspecies of the different races it breaks down into. So when you're saying you look at somebody standing in front of you, whether they dark melanated, light melanated, or very pale or fair melanated, you don't really know what's standing in front of you. You think you do because your ultimate senses are basing it on when you're seeing with the two physical eyes. Now, if we were vibrating on the correct frequency, we would be able to feel that individual's vibration and truly know who and what they are. 
But we, we still operate on face value. We think, oh, because this brother's dark-skinned and he's got an afro, he's more culturally in tune than this Latino here with straight hair and fair skin. Well, if we were in our correct vibrational frequencies, it just might be that that light-skinned, straight-haired Latino is more in tune with nature and his ancestors than that dark-skinned individual. And don't fool your fucking selves. You, you Negroes do it all the time. What does the word Negro mean? It comes from the word necro. Necrophilia, necromancy, dead. Okay? That, that word is intentionally used for real. We call it, what's up, my nigga, negro, nigga. We use the root of that word, but what are we doing when we say that? Forget the political aspect of it. You hear all this bullshit in hip-hop culture and society today. Forget all that shit. We're talking about the power of vibration and tones behind words. So when we're saying it all the time, what energy are we activating when we're saying it? We're not thinking of these things. And let's be real. Most people judge things for face value. So if we get caught up in that whole thing, and this is what's going on, as we said earlier in the show, with all the incidences going on in the news, how they are trying to feed off your emotions. And like, like my good brother Ravana Noon said, if your emotions can be controlled, they can pretty much get you to do whatever they want you to do. And we're using the word reacting, okay? And what do we say on the show? We got to, instead of being reactive by getting this information, root magic and the sciences we're talking about tonight, that's being proactive. That's the difference. When you're reactive, think about this shit for a minute. If we're all sitting here seeing one of these incidents on this, oh, man, come on, man, let's, let's take out to the streets. What the fuck are you really going to do? What are you going out to the streets with? Because now you're giving them excuse. Say you go out to the streets with a couple of handguns, you buck a couple people, take them out. Now you've opened the doorway for them to come in with tanks and the Coast Guard. And now you're giving them an excuse to bring in martial law. Let's be fucking real. This is what I was saying. Think. That's the difference of being proactive. And it's not saying, let's, let's not get this twisted, as my good brother said. This is not saying take the pussy approach. Okay? So don't get it twisted. We're not talking about hugging trees, uh, peace and love, running through grass fields naked. That's not what the fuck we're talking about. There is a time for that, but the energy will be activated, and you will know exactly when that time is. Not a date set, not when you feel. It will naturally happen. There's something we said last week, and I want to talk about this real quick, brothers. If we knew the power of melanated people and the power of melanin, we used the metaphor last week on last week's show. All, because everything is always over-intellectualized and we're focused on the physical too much, we used the example of the Million Man March that took place a couple years back. On the surface, appeared to be a great incident. You understand? Just another old, you know, feel good for a couple of days and then old back, back to old coonery, okay? If we were to use an event like that in dealing with magic, ancestral worship, and we talked about this last week, if we would have all gotten to a, a, a powerful point in nature and, and a million melanated people gathered and did a certain mantra to activate energy. Do you know the effect that that would have on the planet? See, this is the shit they don't want to talk about because there's no money in that stuff. This is the stuff that they don't want to talk about. But that is the power that we can generate when we have the correct sciences. This is the thing that people don't understand. If we focus on this and the things that we're talking about tonight, this is the solution to our problem. And we don't want people to get it twisted. We're not saying turn the other cheek. Now, if there comes a time at all costs when you're in danger, you defend yourself. And let me say that again. If at all costs you're in danger, it is your right as an intelligent thinking being 
to protect and defend yourself. So we're not saying turn the other cheek. What we are saying is don't overreact in an unnecessary situation that could put you at a disadvantage. And that's why I simply say to the revolutionary brothers, okay, and there's no knock on them if that's your thing, if you feel like that now, take it to the street. Stop talking about it. I won't hear the shit no more. Stop getting on YouTube and Facebook and all these other social media outlets telling what you're going to do to the white man. First of all, I find this shit comical that you're on the white man's platform telling him what you're going to do to him, and he's monitoring and listening to the shit, laughing his ass off. So let's cut the games and the bullshit out. Stop trying to spark your own personal ego and then feed off the emotions of other people's egos because these are individuals that will lead you down the path to self-destruction. And then ask half of these Negroes what their plan is to go in battle. What's your plan? You want to be a revolutionary and take it to the street? What's your plan? And if you just think some spook force or some spook ancestral force is going to assist you, then you're seriously out of your goddamn mind. You're fucking delusional. You're worse than a Christian, a Muslim, or a Jew. And we use the example of Queen Noble, I like to call him. Fuck King Noble. Don't even give that, don't even give that dude any respect and call him King, Queen Noble. When those riots went down in Baltimore, people questioned him. Why didn't he make a damn post up if you're a revolutionary? And I got to use this. And if you go look at his response, you can see the video. It's online. Well, he didn't have the resources to get from Atlanta to Baltimore. That is fucking sad. You want to fight a war, but you don't have financial resources to get from Georgia to Maryland? I need I say anymore? Do we really need to say anything else after that? That's my whole point. So this is an important topic. So let's kind of get into, and, this, and again, this is going to prelude to when we get even heavier into different forms of magic next week. But this is important. I want to clear in the path. So let's talk about that. When we talk about clearing the paths, as we said earlier, let's focus on this for a little bit. If you're about to undertake, say, a, a ritual, um, whether it could be a ritual for prosperity, whether it's a, some type of form of initiation into a specific deity or ancestor, when we say we're blocked, now if we use, for an example, most traditions, it could be the shamans or the Native Americans, it could be the Yoruba or the West African tradition, there's usually some ancestral ritual in a group setting where that individual, per se's ancestors, are, are called upon to see exactly what's plaguing that individual. So when we say paths being blocked, what exactly in particular are we talking about? Well, when we speak about paths being blocked, it can be many different paths. And Asar, um, I want you to elaborate on this because we talked about this earlier today and yesterday, but there's many different paths that can be blocked. It could be social, uh, your social life could be blocked. It could be your uh, relationship life is blocked. But more importantly than these mundane physical bullshit human crap that we love to cry about and get stuck about is your inner workings are blocked. When we say your path is blocked many times besides the physical mundane shit we just said, it can be that chakras are blocked. It could be that your aura is blocked because your aura has some 
some negative frequencies, vibrations, and energy that is affecting the physical. Remember, in this work, in this world, in this planet, in this existence, everything happens mentally or spiritually first before it manifests physically. Let me repeat that one more time for people who don't get that shit. Everything everything happens spiritually or mentally first before it manifests physically. That's right. So if your aura is a little shady, let's say, and your aura is shady around your hip area, then that eventually is going to affect your navel chakra, which is aligned with your hip area. And then that area that's blocked is going to start showing reproductive problems in your reproductive glands. You can end up uh, showing up with infections and things of that nature. And it can even lead to digestive problems and things of that nature. But it happens spiritually first before it manifested physically. So what happens when you do this work, this spiritual work, you have to find out, and the only way you can do this is introspection. Some of y'all niggas can go get readings. That's fucking dandy. You can do all this shit, and that's fine if you want to do that. I personally stopped doing readings years ago, you know, me going to people. I do readings for people now, but I don't feel the need that I have to do it anymore because I realize that all of this, which was told to me, I already knew and felt. You know when you're fucked up. Come on now, people. Let's deal with this reality here. You know when you're fucked up. You can be deluded. You can be, you know, silly and just deal with silliness. But you can tell when you're blocked. You can feel it. You You stop one day and you'll say, man, shit just don't seem right with myself. There's just something off. Whether you feel off balance. Whether... You you keep running into things and falling over and scratching and cutting yourself. Something is telling you you're off balance, dude. You got to do some work. You're you're not right. So when you're dealing with the path, you know, there's many different paths, the mundane physical path, and then there's the spiritual path. You have to determine which path is it that is really affected And the only way to really see that is the results of your life. What is actually manifesting in your life? That's when you can predetermine and then determine what actually is taking place. Then you can best find the effective methods used or needed to clear away that that path. A lot of people, for example, I'll give you an example. Years ago I did a reading, and supposedly, now this was really silly to me because I don't give a damn who you go for a reading. Everybody's going to tell you somebody cursed you. Uh, it's just it's like it doesn't never fails. Oh, well, this woman cursed you. Well, goddamn, how many women cursed me? You know what I'm saying? And I realized that it wasn't so much that they put a curse on me. is that as a young, ignorant child at that time, it was my, my uh, handling of situations and relationships with females that left a lasting impression on females, and that energy started to build up in and around me. So I had to understand that I had to clear away my heart chakra and my, you know, different levels of my chakras to to learn how to have a relationship again. 
not even with people, just with even myself, how to have a relationship with myself. And we have to understand that these different things are affecting everybody today. If you don't believe that this is actually the case, just sit back one day and go on Facebook. Go on Facebook, and I want you to um, look at the post and just really study the post. And you can hear that a lot of people on Facebook are dealing in delusions. Their ego is overbearing. They're seeking attention. They're seeking fame. They're seeking uh, a husband, a wife. If you got to go on Facebook to seek a mate, nigga, you got some problems, son. Because that means you lost all sense of reality on how to socially interact with people in the physical sense. You got to go on the cyber world to find your mate. It's a problem. But these are the things that we're not dealing with. So the past today, the past today are even more complex than they were in our ancestors' times because we have all this technology and all this added features that has made interpersonal contact and uh, relationships even more complex and even more superficial and and synthetic. Sorry, you wanted to add on? Go ahead, brother. Yeah, peace. Peace, brother. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and as the brother Ravana stated, root root work is dealing with your root chakra. Now, if you study our ancestors' traditions, whether in India, whether in um Africa, Asia, Wherever, America, they always dealt with what? The root first. Their roots first. They always dealt with what? The ancestors first. The The reason why ancestors are such an important part of root work or root magic work is because the ancestors deal with the root chakra, and these are the energies that ground you to the earth, and they knew that you cannot unlock the higher energies until you are rooted and the ancestors are rooted in the root chakra. So our ancestors understood this basic science. So a lot of our, a lot of our people today, they're trying to mess with the quote-unquote God archetype energies, but they're not even rooted in their chakra, in the root chakra, they're not rooted in their ancestors. Excellent. This is why, this is why it's important to set up ancestral altars if you want to do that, or as the Dravidian brothers and sisters do, do root chakra exercises. Correct. You know, or walk outside, you know, with your feet on the ground and stuff. It's good to do those types of things because you're connecting to the core energy of you. The reason why a lot of melanated people today, lives are fucked up pretty much, is because they're not connected to the earth. They're spaced out. Oh, yes, they are. These niggas is is in Orion and Sirius. They're everywhere, but rooted inside of themselves. Excellent. (laughs) 
They can tell you about the they can tell you about the nine hundred and fifty eight galaxy, but they can't tell you shit about themselves. Yep. <laughs> you know, this is but this is why, you know, and we're trying to when we're dealing with higher archetypal energies like what we call gods or Orishas or Netaru or thing or these whatever title we give these archetypes, we're usually going to these archetypes for human shit. And these energies are not dealing with the root chakra. So when we try to go to these energies for human shit, it usually doesn't work. Correct. For the mere fact that these are not earth energies. You you work with, when you want to deal with human shit, you work with the root chakra, you work with ancestors. That's the key to getting your human shit together. Yep. That's an excellent point, brother. And one one thing I want to share, and again, we'll be going to the phones. I see people, uh, we see you online. We've got a lot of people online. And shortly we'll take some questions and a little, little bit down the road. Uh, you'll be able to type those questions in, and we'll go to the phones. We'll rotate. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Awakening Universal Minds. We're talking about root ma- magic and, and, you know, shifting that spiritual or, or raising that spiritual consciousness. Here, here's something I want to throw out. Here's a little exercise you could actually do. We usually don't do this. There's two things I want to also clarify that my brothers spoke about when Brother Ravana Noon was mentioning in a reading. Um, let's, let's clarify the difference because, as you know, in different cultures, you can get a... A psychic reading, a palm reading, a tarot card reading, a stone reading. You can get a reading from the Ifa Trey in the West African tradition. So that would be a reading. A reading deals with tapping into your DNA, supposedly. Okay, because like 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 brother said, they all tell you some for the most part the same redundant bullshit. Um, that would be the reading system. Now. Spiritual consultation is different. We need to decipher between the two. Spiritual consultation is an open discussion on anything that you discuss that might be wanting blocking you advice information there's a difference between a consultation and a reading some people don't understand that very important to clarify that you've heard many people say it you've heard uh, brother panic talk about it you've heard myself dr delbert blair brother ravana noon we, all, we i want to be clear on that because i in my experiences talking with people People confuse the two. They think they're the same thing. They're not the same thing. So let's establish that. There's a difference between a spiritual consultation because you might want a spiritual consultation just for guidance for maybe setting up a spiritual altar. You understand? You might want to consult with somebody and get some ideas, not that you need to do it exactly the way that individual told you, but you might need to be pushed in the right direction. You might need... You might have a specific matter that you need advice on how to resolve. That would be a spiritual consultation. So I want to I clarify that. Now, here's a little exercise. I usually don't do this, um, but since we're talking about blockages, here's a, here's a little – I actually did this the other night. I do this periodically. Here's something you can do to see if you're blocked. If you need, for those that need to actually see it, here's something you can do. Get you a, a table, all right? Get you a chair, because like we say on the show, we try to give you practical – solutions, if you want to see if you're blocked, I'll show you how you can actually see your aura. I'm not going to get into how you can study other people's auras online because that's personal. We can do that another time. Get you a chair, a place where you can sit at that's level to that chair where you can put a mirror where you can see your whole face. Follow me closely. Place that behind a wall where you're a few feet from a wall where there's nothing on that wall. If you can put a backdrop there, put a backdrop there, and I'm going to tell you why. 
get you an amber light and face the amber light going towards the wall behind you. All right, so I'm going to say this again real quick. Get you a little altar you can sit at with a chair where you can put a mirror where you can see your whole face in the mirror. There should be uh, some type of backdrop behind you, whether it's a wall or whatever. Get an amber light, an amber-colored light bulb, and I'm going to explain to you why, because amber is the fastest color on the spectrum. It's the last one. Second fastest is actually blue, but we'll explain that. Face that amber light behind you facing the wall, okay? That's the only light that should be on. You can have two, one, whatever, an altar candle lit. If, if you need to enhance the mood, that's fine. Relax for a few moments. Study your face in the mirror. You know, take some deep breaths, get into a state of concentration. Then choose whatever mantra that you like that resonates and vibrates within you. That could be the Om chant. That could whatever. Just to, to slow down and balance out the spiritual vibrations. After you do your mantra for a minute or so, again, in silence, relax. Open your eyes. If you, if you like to close your eyes when you meditate, look in the mirror, and now just focus on the mirror. You will see around your head, your arms, and your body what type of aura color you are giving off once you get your vibration and frequency right. Now you have to also educate yourself on the colors, grays, blacks, the blues, the light blues, the light yellows, because they all represent different moods. If that comes up, dark browns, grays, things of that nature, your ass is blocked. You'll see it if you do it right. Will it work the first time? Some people it does. Some people it doesn't. This is something you can periodically, if you need to see it, you'll see what type of energy your aura gives off. Now, sometimes it works two ways, just so you know. Sometimes you don't see the physical color, but an influx of impressions come on the subconscious mind. So you, sometimes you either get messages or you see the colors. This has to be done in this system in order for you, if you need the visual, okay? So it's, a, it's a, a very simple ritual and exercise that you can do on your own in private if you need to see for yourself. You don't need to go to somebody, in essence, if you have the information to see if you're blocked. You can figure it out for yourself. Like my brother said, sometimes you can feel it. It's just as simple as feeling it. But if you do need a little ritual or exercise that you would like to put into practice to confirm it, if you're blocked or not, and then if you're not, you'll get a lot of positive uh, you know, energy out of it. But this, this is very effective, and this works. Trust me, I've done it a multitude of times. I know other people that have done it a multitude of times. Um, try it. It's just something I want to throw out there that's very simple, very practical, because it's a, it's, a, it's a basic exercise you could do in relation to how do I know if I'm blocked. Because I know even though everything we've just gone over, some people are going to say, well, what if I still don't know? Well, there's something, and I'm sure the brothers can share many other things with you, and I know I can share a bunch of others, but this, for an example, would be something that would be shared in a spiritual consultation. So I wanted to clarify that. That's the difference, because a reading would be like, like my brother. I mean, I've, I've been told all types of shit. I, I, I've been told cursed about curses, female energy, um, you know, be careful of this and that. And see, that's part of the, that's part of the hype, too. And, and most of those 
people that do those type of things, they're constantly getting you to come back to spend money. You need to do this. You have to take care of that. And so you start to become a slave to that shit. And you heard us talk about it. You heard Brother Panic talk about it several weeks back where you start in your subconscious mind think, if I don't light this candle for this particular reason, something stupid's going to happen. See, that's all something you're creating in your psyche. Another thing, and we'll, we'll touch on that a little later, um, we really need to focus on is psychic projection, astral projection. We haven't even really touched on that, but these are some of the precepts that will come later. Now, having these sciences goes back to what we said in the very beginning and the origin of the show. What are the solutions to the problem? So step one, clearing the root chakra, okay, or working with the three basic chakras. This is a must. And one thing my brother Ravana Noon said way earlier in the show, if you weren't listening, and it, or maybe you just came in now, the root of all problems, we say this all the time, the root of all problems starts in the spiritual. I don't care what it is. So when you're looking at an issue that's manifested physically, if we're looking at all these incidences on the news where you say, well, why is all this shit going on? Why constantly am I seeing this going on, uh, police and racially so-called mo- motivated incidences? And, well, we said first and foremost, from a physical standpoint, it's nothing new. Just with the social media and cell phones and cameras, you're just seeing it in real time. This shit's been going on forever. But... When we say what's the reason for this, there's a certain energy that's drawing it to melanated people. So we need to now say, well, this is the reason. Now, how do, what's the real solution for it? Because the solution isn't just to react. Because if you are just reacting, your, your, your root chakra is blocked. Your, your pineal gland isn't functioning at its correct frequency. Because it's easier to penetrate and control somebody's emotions when their spiritual equipment, for lack of a better word, isn't functioning properly. So all of this is a play on the psyche. Okay, and you hear people use the word psychic self-defense. Some people don't even really know what that is. What is psychic self-defense? Well, what we're talking about tonight, working with the root chakra is a precept to putting up your psychic self-defense. But if you're blocked, just think about this for all those that watch sports. All right, I'm going to use a football analogy. Okay, if the offensive line isn't blocking for the quarterback, what's going to happen to the quarterback? Smash. His ass going to get sacked. He can't put up a defense. Well, if you don't have the knowledge and the information to put up the defense, how do we protect ourselves against this? And this is why I'm saying we've been listening for years about the problem. And and it was needed at that time. I'm not saying the nation of Islam, the 5% nation, etc., that they did not serve a purpose. Their job was to awaken us to a problem at that particular time in history. That job was accomplished. But if we're still talking about in 2015 about lessons that really technically are outdated, that applied more to those times, they only become updated when we take that information and modify it in this day and time. That's what we're trying to say. This is why it's not working, because there's groups of us that want to stay lost in Egypt. We want to we want to just, uh, you know, cling on to the glory days of Egypt. And, and like we said, we like to get dressed up and play Egypt. All right, great. There's some of us that want to play Muslim still and want to talk about what we were. We were the original Asiatic. Brother, 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 there's a lot of people that's the Pharaoh Khufu, brother. Yeah, brother, yeah. Khufu incarnated. Well, that's another thing. 
again, we talked about, and I'm glad you brought that up, Asar Gidi. Some of us take on these alter egos of personalities because we're, we, are, we are insecure. I'm going to say that again. Some of us want to say we're this or that. <laughs> alter ego that we're catering to because we feel the need to try to connect with something that we feel in our mind is, is high up on the, on the superior chart when the biggest fear everybody has is the fear of being who and what they are. I'm going to say that one more time. The biggest fear most people face is being who and what they are. This is why, and, we, and we've joked about it on this show a multitude of times. You, you heard us, you know, making fun of it a few weeks back when we were talking about that's why you got all these people on Facebook and YouTube saying they're an incarnation of this Egyptian deity or, or this guru or, you know, all this ridiculous shit because these are insecure people that haven't come to the realization of divinity of self. And they feel the need to claim that they're an incarnation of a being if they understood it's just energy. It doesn't exist outside yourself. So the first mistake you made was connecting yourself to something outside yourself. So therefore we know it can't be anything genuine because you're connecting with something you've made that clear separation of when all you really need is to really tap into the subconscious mind and you have an access to multiple universes, multiple galaxies. You can connect with any spiritual beings you, your mind conjures up. Let me, let me refresh. If you remember months back, and this is something, I'm not sure if Dr. Blair did it on our show when he was on. Uh, this might have been whatever. It might have been a discussion I had with him, or it might have been on the show that he had with all of us. Um, he, he was using the word Merkaba. This, this is important. And in that word Merkaba, when you hear that, those that have studied, read, you'll, you'll use the physical historical definition of what that word means. People hear that word and say, oh, yeah, the Merkaba, that means craft. Oh, or when you go back into the Sumerian doctrine, that, that links to the crafts on the bureau, et cetera. Incorrect. Okay? When you break down the word Merkaba, the word Mer, M-I-R, Mer, means movement, and then Ka and Ba, movement of the spirit and the soul. I never looked at it like this until Dr. Blair explained it. What that means is you have the capabilities while in human form when you raise up your vibration and frequency and use this magic. You can call it astral projection or whatever you want, but you can be physically grounded where you are right now, and if you want to travel to whatever galaxy you can conceive in your mind by raising your vibration and frequency, you are able to connect and do that, the spiritual realm to connect with your ancestors, your grandma, whatever it is. I'm just using that as an example. So it's movement of the soul and spirit. This is what we're talking about when we're saying clearing the blockages so the soul and the spirit can astrally travel and connect to these higher realms. And then we can access the spiritual energy that we're talking about. You understand? Then we will be able to, instead of asking what's the solutions, guess what happens, family? We become the solution. This is the difference. Not no, let's get some guns and go to the street and shoot some crackers. Where do you think that's going to get you, and how far do you think that's going to get you? It's not going to work. Anyway, if one of you brothers want to chime in, I wonder, I wonder if we go to the phones. Go ahead. Oh. Sure. Go ahead, Asar. Go ahead. Now you're hyped up over there. Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> no. Nah, yeah, I just wanted to add on to that. Yeah. As my good brother Benitez stated, you can tune in and pretty much project yourself anywhere you like. 
But the first part of that is your ass has to be rooted. You cannot do any real work if you're not rooted. Sorry to tell you, you're not going anywhere. If you're not, if you're not rooted in who you are, you're not rooted in your your magic, your roots, your root feet, your ancestors. <clears throat> As I said a little bit before, before, this is why we had the ancestral ancestral tradition anywhere on the planet. It's for that basic reason. We understood if you tap into your ancestors, that energy, that root chakra, your ass can blast off spiritually. And then you can really deal with the archetype type of energies if you wanna you wanna be Osiris or Maat or whatever the hell you wanna be. That's all I wanna say for now. Right. I also wanted to add on this, uh, before we start taking calls. Mm-hmm. Understand something when we say these things. For some of you all, it may seem a little foreign or a little uh, non, uh, unconventional <clears throat> because for many years our people are so stuck and used to being under a tradition. What I mean by that is this. People are stuck under being Yoruba, and that's it. That's all they ever will be. And what's interesting about that is that you don't realize that when you're under a tradition, you limit yourself. And it may not, you may not like that fact because you want to be so African and so, you know, red, black, and green and just so fucking melanated that you don't realize how you limit yourself. In Yoruba, Ifa, Lukumi, whatever, usually, okay, you... You get your seven alekes for the seven major orisha, which line up with the seven chakras. That's not a coincidence, by the way, people. Anyways, but you always have your crown. You're crowned with one major orisha, and do you understand that you kind of limit yourself in that respect? Because Brother Panic alluded to this in Ifa a lot of times in Nigeria, for example. If you were Obatala, that's all you ever were going to be was Obatala. So you're basically stuck under Obatla for all your life. That's it. There's no wiggle room. There's no this or that. That's, that's it. That's what you are. So when we speak, we're speaking unconventionally and non-traditionally because what we've learned through our travels is that traditions have superstitions, and those superstitions create religions. And right now, people are very superstitious and religious. So, you know, it's... Yoruba, or that's it, do or die. Uh, Kemet, do or die, that's it, nothing else. And you have to understand this. I'm going to give you an analogy. Some of y'all have seen the movie Avatar, The Last Airbender. The Last Airbender. In that movie, he was frozen in ice for 100 years. Hmm, somebody stole that concept. But anyways, he was stolen, um, he was uh, frozen in ice for 100 years and incarnated when he came out. And he was an avatar of the elemental realm, the elements, the, the, the you know, four major elements, earth, air, fire, water, right? So eventually he had to, in order to, to help his people all over this planet, he had to be able to master certain things. 
And one of the things that he realized is that as an airbender, he couldn't be the avatar. He had to master all of the elements, earth, fire, air, water. He had to master all of them. All he had to master was air. He never learned the rest. And that's what's happened to many melanated people today. All you're doing is mastering one thing, and you're never mastering the rest. So how can you be that which you're intended to be, which your melanin is able to make you to be, which is pure light beings, which is not being stuck under one tradition, path, or anything of that nature, you have to start mastering more than just what you're used to. That's right. you got to step outside of Kemet, and it's not just all about Kemet. You have to step into many different paths and traditions and master the earth element, the fire element, the water element, the air element, because all these elements are are taught in different schools throughout this planet, different temples throughout this planet. As melanated people, that's your gift to be able to master these elements, but you're not getting there if you're stuck under one tradition and you limit yourself to just one thing. I'm right. sorry. It may sound beautiful to you, and you want to be, you know, uh, Matt, or you want to be Hetero, but you're still limiting yourself. How could I be limiting? Kemet is everything. If Kemet was everything, then how did it fall and why did it fall? Don't give me the bullshit, please. Because, you know, people love to commonly, you know, live in fairy tales and backwards thinking, oh, we were so great back then. Yeah, but we were great. We fell from that grace. Why did we fall? Why did we fall and why did we get to where we are today? Something happened. Don't tell me the white man came in there either because that's everything that your answer is for everything is, oh, the white man nah, came in, nah, so that destroyed nah, it. No, nah, brother, if you don't understand comedic history, brother, you nah. are not going to elevate We let him in there, period. So yeah, if we let him in there, then we're responsible for our fate. Nobody else. Ron, we let him in there. They just went on the white man. It's convenient. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's 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 the white man, brother, and you don't know enough comedic history, brother, to get out of your get out of your problems. Because we're gonna we're gonna wait we're gonna wait for Doctor York to get out of prison and take us to the planet risk, brother. That's what it is. Brother. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the solution right there. That's the solution to everything. You know, we're going to wait for somebody else to do it for us. Or, you know, the, the Netsudu are coming back. They're going to incarnate, and they're going to kill all white people. But we're yeah, Moon, convenient. coming back from where? Where the fuck yeah, are they coming back? Yeah, that's convenient. That's my point. That's convenient doctrine, doctrine. To, to suit your victim brother, mentality. Brother, they they extraterrestrials, brother. Yeah, but well, let me ask you know, a question. <laughs> this is Moon, a victim if, mentality. This I, is what people live under. This is what they're controlled by. So they find every and every any and every excuse and don't realize you're the master. You've always been the master and will always be the master. You have to start reawakening that potential within yourself to be that master. You have people forget, okay, real quick, everybody wants to be a god. But a god was created. Let me say that again. Everybody wants to be the gods, but gods were created. Who created the gods? Mm. See, when we say that, you get stuck because all you ever have been taught or wanted to do or learn was being a god. You never realized that a god was also created, so you also were taught. You also were taught to be a god. So who and what is before a god, that's the level you're trying to get to. Gods 
our kinetic energy, the energy that's already existing in emotion. You were chaos beings. You dealt with chaos energy. You were potential energy, the potential to create and manifest anything you wanted. It's a big difference. So that's the point. Stop limiting yourself to traditions and systems and realize you master all these things. As a true master over your life, you find what works for you from any school, philosophy, system, and you apply it to your life and it, for your growth. Right. And, Brother Ron Noon, something you just said. It's funny that you said that about who created the gods. And then I always hear this term, shit makes me laugh. Well, for an example, when we just said a minute ago, oh, the material coming back. But the answer is, well, where the fuck did they go? I'm confused. If they're coming back, that's confession that somewhere other than here. So then my answer to these space cadets is, where is that? I've, I've gotten everything from every different philosophy and dogma of people. It's, 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 it's in, in heaven, brother. It's in heaven, brother. It's in heaven. Yeah, it's Actually, in heaven. they went to take a shit, so they come yeah, back they and to... they get off the toilet. Yeah, well, I'm... <laughs> They reside in the 19th galaxy, or they're on the mothership, or don't you see the game? That's part of fucking working on your subconscious mind. Now, now you're getting back to religion subconsciously. Now we're getting back into religion, whether you want to accept it or not. These are the same people that claim that they don't deal with religion, faith, spook, and belief. Then the other thing you said, who created the God? The space cadetted answer. From so-called every deep, deep comedic scholar, well, you see, if you go back into the story, a patar. He thought himself into existence. Oh, nigga, that sounds so convenient because it's just <laughs> a nice phrase. You could just say, well, how did that happen? Explain to me the power of thought. Is that yeah, and, what, and what was the first thought he used to create himself? Thank you. Let's get back into that. You mentioned, you mentioned the chaos energy, right? You hear in a lot of these cultures in the past, the 5% lessons, and they, they talk about triple stage darkness. Most of these fools don't even know what triple stage darkness is. So when we're getting back into the chaos, okay, and as we know, when we deal with, we've heard Brother Panic, we've heard Dr. Blair, Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum use terms such as melanin is chaos in the blood. We're going to talk about that for a quick minute. We've heard Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum say that melanin is trapped at her. Follow this closely. Bobby Hammond, somebody just typed in Bobby Hammond. Yep, Bobby Hammond's talked about this too. We've heard Dr. Jewel Pukram use the terminology of the functioning of the brain. It's the next show she comes on, we're going to focus on this with her, that it's a manifestation of the electromagnetic spectrum, which is the conductor and facilitator of all thoughts that, we, that you receive and that you send out. So let's, let's focus on this shit for a minute if you want to get deep on it. And then let's not forget when we talk about it being chaos in the blood, trap matter, and tie it all in, back to the story that a lot of these comedic scholars like to use, well, well Patar, Tar, however you want to pronounce it, thought himself into existence. We, we, we bring ourselves, I've heard people say we bring ourselves into existence. I've heard every, now let me ask you a fucking question. How is that any different from a Christian or a Muslim or a Jew that says, well, a law always was? Or a Christian that says when they're reading Genesis, beginning God created and you say to that Christian well how did God get there well God always was don't you see you're using the same cop out but just trying to sprinkle a little Egyptology over it and you're trying to sound heavy if you really see that. the science see, that's, the, that's the problem with a lot of 
our good brothers and sisters who are in the comedic field is that they they truly don't understand what the mythology is teaching. You know, they just they you know they take it literally. Oh, Fatal created himself. You know, I'm, I'm Fatal. I cre- I create myself. That's what's happened to these people. Asar is regeneration. Asar is vegetation. And then they keep over-intellectualizing that aspect. It's funny funny you say that, brother. (laughs) I remember when me and you were having a conversation a day or two ago, and we were speaking about these terminologies. And, see, this, this is something... That I understood, you know, it took me a while to understand it, but I understand it now. Nubians that's in the West, it's a purpose of why we were stripped of all cultures, all religions. Stripped down, don't have shit no more. The reason why is because we were supposed to be the ones to tap deeper into the force, as they say on Star Wars, deeper into the force, deeper into the subconscious. And the way that you do that is take Yoruba, the Yoruba culture, for example. You have a lot of brothers and sisters over here that work with the Yoruba culture, the Orishas. Well, one thing many don't understand is the moment that you start learning Yoruba terms as far as dealing with the spiritual work and you start defining it by our definition you just limited its power. See, the thing about melanated people over here is we don't know the Yoruba language. We don't know. So it's more power for us because it's more of a symbol to the subconscious mind. So when you're doing the Oriki of Oshun, for example, you're doing Oshun's Oriki, which is the word prayer, you can tap deeply into the Oshun energy because – you're not intellectualizing the words that you are saying while you're doing the prayer. It's a symbol to you now. For example, the Jew and the Lotus book. The Jew and the Lotus book precisely and specifically states that don't worry so much about the meanings of the mantras. Worry more about the sound, tone, frequency, and vibration of what it is your saying. Correct. Not what you're saying as far as the meaning, but the vibration, tone, and frequency. And it's important to understand that because as melanated people, as Dr. Bynum, Jewel Pukram, as Richard King, as many people said and have stated, melanin encompasses the entire electromagnetic spectrum incarnated, manifested physically within the body of neuromelanin and skin melanin. That's correct. Understand this. Light is not from this dimension. Light, the true light, is not from this dimension. It is a fifth dimensional thing. And you are able to harness energy and frequencies from outside of this physical three-dimensional, fourth-dimensional world and bring it into this existence. When you talk about chaos energy, that's taking primal chaotic energy and the potential energy it is being able to manifest and harness and create something with it. 
Is it any wonder why we created all these styles of music while in our bondage here in the West, so to speak? Is it any wonder that hip-hop and jazz and R&B and salsa and merengue and soca and calypso and all these things were created here in the West? When we were stripped of everything, how is it that we created? Because we had the ability to tap into that chaotic energy, that chaotic potential energy and manifested from the fifth dimension to the fourth to the third dimension and brought it from light to sound. And that sound creates movement, which then activates that chaotic energy from your primal root chakra to work its way up, which is raising the kundalini up, opening your, your crown to receive and send forth cosmic energies and frequencies and vibrations. Without this potential chaotic energy, none of these things would be able to have been created or existing today. So the more we focus on intellectualizing who Asar is, he represents regeneration, brother. So what you got to understand, brother, is that you have to regenerate yourself, brother, because if you don't regenerate (laughs) yourself, brother, you're not going to understand what Asar really means. That's great. That's fucking intellectual as you speak. I love that explanation. It's fucking lovely. But guess what? How do you do that shit? How do you work that shit? How do you work that Asar magic? That's the secret to how you really work with these archetypal energies is if these energies do not represent a symbol to you, if they're defined and they're not symbol, a symbol to you, you cannot tap into that shit. Because your conscious mind, your ego, is going to block it. Yep. And that's the whole purpose of doing your spiritual work is to shut down this ego, destroy the ego, destroy your humanity, destroy that shit so you can access the primal mind, which is the subconscious mind, the primal force of nature. Excellent point. So what you brothers essentially... And I'm glad you touched on that. And we haven't even touched on it. I know uh, next week's show we're going to get a little bit deeper. Um, and then we haven't even touched on the different systems of magic, which we'll, we'll get into later. Um, we haven't even touched on the planetary influences of working that magic, the position of the moon and the sun, um, because then you have to know and educate yourself to the different energies also when you work with clearing the paths. That has a whole other connection. But if you brothers could just bear with me for a minute, um, I'm going to change the – got to change phone devices to go to the phone. This, this, this device I'm on now is about to lose energy. Um, so I'm going, to, I'm going to hang up a quick minute and call right back, and then we'll go to the phone. So if you brothers can just uh, hold it down for, for a couple minutes, I'll be right back. Sure, brother. Well, well uh, Brother Benici is doing that. Let's continue, brother. So what we're learning now is that, you know, there's, there's never a time where as – melanated people, we should become stagnant. Stagnant is that that force that keeps you binded and controlled. And the best way to do that, as we've discussed, is emotions. But now when you learn to open up that chaotic emotion, release and bring forth, what happens to you at that point? What Where do you actually go consciously. You know, this is what Brother uh, Asar and myself and Beniti are talking about this evening, is 
that root magic, it's, it's deeper than what you think. It's not just herbs and candles and, you know, and ancestral contact. That's a deep part of it. But we're going even beyond that existence. We're going to a point in time that right, you created the gods. You gave birth to the Neturu. You defined the Neturu and put each Neturu within its spectrum of existence. So now you have to elevate yourself back to the point from God to chaos. Go beyond what you are commonly stopping yourself at. And I think Brother Star is really hitting the point on that when he says that's the primal energy that's tapped in your subconscious mind to your superconscious mind, where yep. you you tap into the archetypal energies called gods for people and beyond that point. Even in Kemet, they spoke about chaos beings. Well, you don't realize it because you just want to talk about the natural. But what about the Chiminu, also known mm-hmm. as the Agduad, the eight beings that gave birth to Ptah or to Atum? or whatever deity flows your boat from whatever school in Kemet. What about those beings that created? Those primordial beings that created in chaos. See, we forget about these things because we're so commonly just want to be stuck on one tradition. We just want and we just want to be raw. We want to be Heru. Exactly. Because see, let's 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 really deal with this, Asar. Do you know why people love Kemet? This is why people really love Kemet. It's because it's fancy. It's fancy. You got nice little namuses, and you got, you know, you got your aprons, and you got your staffs, and you got temples and pyramids. But they don't deal with the real chaos African energies because it's too primal, it's too primitive in appearance. Not realizing prime, primitive, prime, first, prime, best of. They don't realize that. So, oh, you have temples and the deities and the hieroglyphs. It's so beautiful. It's so pretty. It's so nice. Oh, I could get with that. But don't talk to me about some damn Palo or some Congo or some Vodan or some shit like that. That's just too primal. That's just too fucking primitive. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't go that's, into the dark spirits, brother. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem right there because everybody wants the pretty coat, the pretty dress, the pretty shoes, but they don't want to deal with the deep down, dirty, dark, chaotic energy that's really the energy used to manifest things, to create Correct. things. Correct. All right, brothers, let's uh, let's take a few calls and then we'll come back and we'll build more. Um, let's go to the phones. Uh, and before we do that, just for everybody listening, uh, I gotta I always gotta say this. Um, if you're on mute, please unmute your phone because sometimes there's a long pause to, to bring somebody in. Make sure your phones aren't muted. Um, if you have not registered, I just see you by state. So I have people in here by multiple states. So believe if I call a state, you might, for example, I have several people on the line from Florida and New York. If I say Florida to speak, you'll be the only one to be heard because you didn't register. I just see your state. Some of you just do have a name, so I'll, I'll call you out by name. I'll go right through the queue. If you have uh, questions online, you can go ahead and type those questions in online. And uh, something I want to address, I think we have uh, maybe a new listener listening. Uh, and if Guess four if you're listening. It is, it is a more advanced show. I'm not sure how long you've been listening to the show. Um, not sure what background you come from, um, but it's, you might want to go back and listen to some of the older shows to kind of catch you up. 
um, to kind of see what, what we're talking about tonight. Um, all right, so we're going to go to the phone. Um, again, if there's any questions online, we see a lot of people listening online. You can type those questions in, and we'll address them. If you just have a comment, you can, you know, make a quick comment, uh, or if there's just something you want to say. So questions, comments, or if you just want to say something briefly, uh, feel free. So let's go to the phone. The first call that we got on the line tonight, uh, Clarization 2015, you are on the call. Hey, guys. Um, right. How you doing? I'm just asking. Good. I'm just actively listening. It's a great show. I really don't have any comments. All the information that you guys have been putting out is really great information. So keep doing your thing. All right. Appreciate you listening. Thanks for the uh, call. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. Well, let's go to the next call. We'll go right well since that. Uh, we got D Soul Powered on the phone. D Soul Powered. You're on the phone. Hey, peace. How you guys doing? We are doing great, sister. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really enjoying the show. I just wanted to know, um, with working with Root Magic, is that going to help with feeling more balanced while learning and elevating? Because sometimes it's hard to walk around and function, go to work, when you are doing this type of work. That's a a good question. I'm I'm sure we could all give you a little advice on that. but remember the importance of it. It has to be addressed because you won't be successful at attempting any type of process if you're not working the root magical aspect of it first because you need to really look within yourself. And one thing uh, the brothers were saying earlier, we were all saying earlier, is sometimes you know that there's something blocking you or clouding you. For an example, you might be putting things in your body that you know is not right, but you still still find justification to do it. You might be hanging out with a certain group of people that are exerting a certain energy that's kind of taking you away from things you need to do. Then there's the deeper reflections you have to look into, stuff that might have impacted your subconscious mind, maybe in your childhood. Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't know how long you've been listening to the show. You've heard all of us talk about, um, we use the example, Sometimes if you're a child and you were bullied or, or sometimes you might have had a, one of your parents wasn't there for you, that has a psychological effect on the subconscious mind that that takes a little deeper work. Some, that's not something all people at the surface are aware of. So there's the psychological aspect of it that mm-hmm. there's many different things you need to do to kind of, to kind of connect with that because if you don't tap into all of those issues that are blocking it from a psychological standpoint, a mental standpoint, the mental aspect would be educating yourself, studying the correct information, kind of what we're doing tonight. We're addressing the mental aspect of it. And then obviously you have the physical aspect of it, which is some of the more basic things as diet, environment, people you associate with. And one thing that I find that hinders a lot of people and blocks their chakras, and and I hate to say this, sometimes you're not with the right person. Unfortunately, that's the case. Um, and we addressed this on one show, I think, when we did, brothers, if I'm not mistaken, when we did the, the uh, sex tantric magic show. Sometimes you have an individual that could actually be blocking and hindering your spirit, spiritual growth because sometimes people get into relationships thinking they're going to change that individual. Oh, well, you know, they may not be where I'm at now, but I can mold them into what I want them to be. And that's also something that can create a serious blockage in your root chakra because – if you go back and listen to that show, 
we have to also understand when you're dealing with the sexual energy, if you're not sure of the type of energy that that individual is, is connecting with, you're taking that into your DNA, whether, whether you're aware of it or not. So there's a merging of those energies. So all these factors have to be addressed. So like you said, you, you use the point, well, you know, you, you could be walking around and, you know, you not really know or you could be in a state of uncertainty or you might be feeling like you're doing the right thing, but the results will kind of show if you are doing the right thing. Because here's another thing, and I mentioned a minute ago. Sometimes when we're doing these things, people think, when you're, for, for an example, when you're doing certain basic meditation rituals, well, if you don't understand the movement of the planet, if you don't understand the phases of the astrological signs, sometimes you could be countercrossing those energies while trying to work with a certain spiritual energy at the wrong apportioned time. This is why certain people don't vibe together when you study the astrological chart because certain individuals have energies and their signs are rooted in different energies that might be complex or adverse to yours. I'm bringing that up on the physical standpoint. But you have to go back psychologically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally and find out all the things that are blocking. Now, I don't know if you heard the one show we did where Ravana Noon was talking about a, a basic ritual you can do, a meditation ritual where you can you know, deeply go within yourself to find out if there's any psychological trauma you know, from the past that you may not be aware of that, that, that's awakening. We, we'll, we'll go over that again for you later down the show. Um, I don't know if you remember what show that was with Ron Anun. Um, yeah, I, um, I, I can't remember the exact show, but it was uh, like three, four shows back. Yeah, um, but we, you could probably explain it when you, when you get your comment. You might want to run that to the listeners again. That, that's a good, a good practice and ritual um, that you can do to, to work with your root chakra to see if there's any blockage. But there's, this is just some of the things. If you brothers want to go ahead and chime in and, and, and get some information. Uh, on that. I wanted to um, add on to that. As my good brother Bernice has said, and as we have said before on other shows, it starts at the root. And what I'm getting from your situation, you may have to, you know, do more root work, you know, get your feet dirty outside kind of stuff. Right. You know, you have to ground ground your energies. Right, right. That's exactly. You have to ground, yeah, you have to ground your energies. You have to... You know, and ways to do that, go outside, you know, do some meditation outside sometimes with on with your bare feet on the ground. Correct. Or if you're dealing with the ancestors, your personal ancestors, have an ancestral altar and have your, you know, your candles, your white candles for the ancestors and you know, do your ancestral rituals, they will also ground your energy, help you ground your energy. Okay. Okay. So right. that's what I'm that's what I'm getting from the situation. <clears throat> also to add on to that, uh, I'll I'll share I'll, a couple of things. Couple things. But one of the, the the most important things is that um when you're trying to balance yourself or, or ground yourself, have a hobby. Uh, a lot of people get into spiritual work and they forget about their hobbies. They forget what makes them feel good. If I may ask, what is one of your hobbies? Music. Okay. Have you been finding yourself 
working with music less or more recently? More. I I I always keep music around, and that's that's not going anywhere. Okay. The reason I say hobbies is because a lot of time when we're doing spiritual work, our hobbies take to seem to lessen, and then that unbalances us. Your hobby is your creative expression. It's your artistic creative expression is necessary for us to maintain those hobbies while we're doing our spiritual work. It's very easy to float out of here, but mm-hmm. forget that we're also here and ground ourselves here. So as Brother Asar was mentioning, your hobbies are a part of that. They root you and ground you here. And I would say also gardening, flowers, whatever you feel that you are connected to earthwise, do it. Some people love the ocean. They love to go to the ocean, the beach, and that grounds them. So mm-hmm. keep doing your hobbies, but also get back in tune with nature, and that will help you. The other aspect I want to share is a subconscious ritual meditation that will help balance you by working on the things that need for you to be balanced, and it will show itself. You'll actually see the images and impressions that you need to work on. Um, it's it's uh, called the the uh, subconscious stairway ritual, okay? Basically, you go into a state of meditation, right? You do your breathing exercises before you actually get into a deeper state of meditation. And when you're doing your breathing exercises, breathe into every area. If you're not already doing this, breathe into every area of your body to relax it, your hands, your arms, your legs, until you feel totally relaxed. And do this in pure darkness, no candles, no nothing. Do this in pure darkness. As you keep relaxing your body, once you find your state, you're you're in a state of deeper introspection, you're going to phase into a visualization of a spiral staircase. But the spiral staircase should be going down, not up. Mm. When you're going down the spiral staircase, you visualize yourself going down. I want you to visualize every movement that you're making as you're going down, your legs, your hands, your feet, and I want you to see every step while you're going down. It's key to visualize this because as you take every step, you're going into a deeper phase of a trance, so to speak. And as you get to the bottom of that stairway, you're now reaching your root chakra. And the steps and the process you took to get to the bottom is going to allow you to tap into that subconscious mind and let you know what is off balance and what needs to be balanced and what needs to be worked on. This is called the subconscious stairway ritual, and it's very effective to tap into your subconscious mind. I'm sharing this for yourself, but also for all the listeners who haven't heard this before, because it's very important when you deal with your subconscious mind that you are able to tap deeply into your subconscious mind to be able to bring forth things that are necessary, because as Brother Beniti said and Brother Asar, sometimes some of the things that have us off balance could be simple things or could be deep-rooted things. So this will let you know more, because that will help you bring that balance into your life and will help you also find the things that need to be unblocked while you're doing the work. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. No problem, sis. You got any other questions, or does that answer your question? Can I ask one more thing? Sure, go ahead. Um, 
sometimes when I am doing meditations and I get into a real, um, I'm really into it. Like I'm making strides. I could tell I'm really getting deeper and deeper. And then if, you know, images are um, like visualizations or what have you start coming to mind, and if it's like a person, their their face becomes really distorted. Mm. Well, <laughs> well, here here here's a here's a thing on that. When the face becomes distorted, do you still stay with the distortion, or you just it just fades away completely? I'm trying to stay with it, um, right. but it's just like their like their eyes will like bubble out, or so I don't know. It just turns like really weird. All right. Well, here's the thing. Now, one thing, always knowing this, when you're having personal experiences, nobody can give you the exact interpretation of that personal experience. Okay, so let's, I like to clarify that because you've got a lot of charlatans out there that will say they can interpret your dreams or your personal experiences, and that, that's a bunch of garbage. That's impossible because it's okay. personal. But what we can do is compare data and information because you, along with a multitude of other people, have that same experience including myself, and I'm sure the brothers on this call have had that experience a multitude of times. What that is, what that is, is, and what you need to focus on, you have to find a way to concentrate. What's happening is that distortion is turning into what you really needed to see, but there's something that's blocking it from preventing that full manifestation. So that's where you need to do the work. Why is it you're, when you're seeing the transformation happen in front of you, there's something that's blocking the full transformation, and then something's disconnecting in the subconscious where whatever that, whatever imagery you're seeing, whatever it's trying to manifest into, you're losing it. It's a disconnect there. That for sure is happening. But why exactly it's happening is that you, you actually know the answer to this. You've got to really focus and try to take yourself at the moment when it's happening and reflect back because in that short space of a blink of an eye, there's something happening in between that process where you're completely losing it because I've heard people explain say this. And, and, and explain it, you know, the same way that you just explained it. So I would, again, when, when that happens, I don't know if you're, I mean, not completely relaxed. Um, or is your adrenaline starting to rush or are you getting frustrated? I think I'm, um, like, I, I really think it must be fear or something because I feel like I, I could tell I'm getting deep. Mm-hmm. Or so, I don't know. I, well, I, I'm must be fear. Well, I'm glad you bring that up. There's two things. This can block it. Adrenaline, fear, um, frustration, you know, getting, you know, frustrated to the fact. Because what happens is you're breaking that, that energy. Because when you're having those personal experiences, the vibration and the frequency has to be at a certain rate for you to have the full experience. So definitely fear will definitely destroy that. That's the same thing when people explain they're in a dream state and, and having an out-of-body experience and they, you know, they're being pulled from their body and they feel it while they're sleeping and then some of them not sure how to go with it, they force themselves to wake up. So it, it destroys the experience or it destroys the moment. Same thing in meditation where you might be reaching you know, a, a certain height in your meditations and fear, anxiety, or, or frustration will definitely shut that energy down. Um, for sure. So I would just, in my mind, and the brothers maybe can give you some advice on their personal experience real quick, but my advice, when you feel that happening the next time, try to do whatever you can. And, I mean, it's, 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 it's a moment, so it's not like you had, I don't want to calculate it to what we know as mortal or human time because, 
You can't because time just expands and contracts. It doesn't even exist. You have to basically just keep yourself as relaxed as you can and try to flow with it. Try to make sure you, that fear thought doesn't come up. This is something you're going to have to condition yourself to do. It's not something, again, anybody can show you per se step by step. It's just you've got to utilize the experience as a tool like what happened last time. That's why I said reflect on how you felt when that happened and okay. when, when it faded away. Then that might give you some of the answers. Um, maybe a few brothers want to chime in real quick. Yeah. Um, when, you, when you deal with that moment, that moment right there where you're seeing this manifestation, this, this energy or this frequency, um, obviously it could be, not going to say it definitely is because only you know, but it could be one of your fears manifesting itself mm-hmm. into something that uh, is taking a shape or image that you can associate with it. A lot of times these are these are uh, energies within ourself, our subconscious, that has trauma-based, uh, fear-based. It could be something as simple as when you were young, your daddy used to scare the living crap out of you. And now you associate things that, you know, look like that or feel like that with that, that trauma. So when that image starts to appear, that trauma immediately comes to your subconscious mind and creates all the adrenaline, all the flow to to to, to fight and combat it. Okay. The, the easiest thing to do is to realize, try to, while you're in the meditation, is try to realize that this is actually a manifestation from yourself. It can't hurt you. Right. And that's what a lot of times what happens when you're in that moment is that the fear rises because we think it can hurt us, but it can't. It's you manifesting and projecting within your subconscious mind out onto a screen, let's say. That screen is in the, in, in, where your eyes closed is a screen that's projecting that image back, and we're becoming fearful of the very thing that is about ourselves. Something about ourselves projecting there, taking whatever shape or form, but it can't hurt you. So when you're in that state, do your best to try to relax and say, this is from my own mind. How can it hurt me? Because obviously it's happening to you because you have to confront something within yourself, and that's what deep meditation does. It's an introspection. You're dealing with things within yourself that have to be dealt with, and it's showing and projecting itself through your eyes in a visualization state of meditation. So it's best to try to relax and realize this is all from within me. This cannot hurt me. Then you'll be able to do what you possibly and necessarily have to do to go through and forth to get to the to the other side of that, that uh, moment that you're dealing with. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as, I want to add on, as my good brothers have stated, yeah, you're dealing with fear, one of your fears. Mm-hmm. And something I something I personally do in my meditations, when I feel a fear arising in my from my emotions, you know, I just take a deep breath, you know, breathing through my diaphragm. I breathe in deeply through my nose, expand my stomach. I hold that breath for a couple of seconds mm-hmm. and then release it with my mouth and then do it again and keep and you keep doing 
that breath exercise until you feel that fear subsiding. And what's happening as you feel, you'll feel it subsiding in your emotions. And this is when you're, you took that blockage and now you're channeling that energy back into your meditation, into your subconscious mind. That's all I wanted to say on that. Did I answer your question? Yes, thank you all. I appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate the call. No doubt. Keep listening. All right, quick, a couple questions from offline. Let's just address them real quick. They're kind of like statements slash comments. Uh, I'm not going to get too too detailed. I want to try to get through the phone call so we can kind of get back building. But some of the some of the comments, questions online. Um, uh, this is from guest four uh, from an earlier comment he typed in a little while back, or he or she. I'm not sure if it's a he or she. Um, when we were talking earlier about how do you know when you're in the position to move away from teacher or menace? Well, if you didn't know the very fact then you're not in that position yet. Nobody can tell you when it's time to move away from a mentor or a teacher. You will come to the self-realization of that. So let me say that you're not going to wake up and somebody's not going to come to you and say, you don't need the teacher or the mentor no more. The very fact that you're uncertain or don't know means you're not at that point yet. So let's, just, let's make that clear and establish that. You come to the self-realization of it for self. You will, it'll literally be in the twinkling of an eye where you will just get up one day and feel Within yourself, I'm at the point now where I've gotten the information I have from the mentor or the teacher, but I feel there's nothing else they can teach me anymore. Because there's nothing any individual can teach you or show you that doesn't already exist with inside yourself. It's only new to you if you've never heard it before. Let me say that again. A lot of people get in these, in these uh, groups and organizations or they study up under these teachers because they think they're getting new shit. But it's not that it's new because these teachers already got it from somewhere, and most of the information you hear any of these teachers, including what we're talking about today, we're not saying anything new, okay? We're, we're talking about information that's been here for eons of years. This is not new stuff we're talking about tonight. It's only new if you've never heard it before, therefore creating the illusion that it's new. So that's the whole point. Some people feel the need to stay up under a teacher or a mentor because they don't have confidence and trust in themselves that they have the same potential well just think about this for a minute if the master taught you everything then there would be no need for a master <laughs> you see that because everybody knows when you use the martial arts culture everybody knows the martial art master doesn't teach his student every single thing that he knows so do you really think if you stayed up under a master your entire life that master would not teach you or she would not teach you everything they know because then you would become like them, and therefore there would be no need for them. <laughs> so this is what we're trying to say. That's what we meant when we were talking about earlier, if there was a little confusion on that. Um, another, another quick one real quick. I don't know if you brothers want to chime in that real quick before we, before we move on to another comment. You, you guys have sure, anything? Brother, just real go quick. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Whenever you feel that you need something outside of yourself, you're in a state of dependency, <clears throat> which leads to addiction. You may not think that having a master is a is an addiction or or is a state of dependency, but it is because that master becomes everything you need or feel you need for your growth. So you're dependent on that master for your growth, and that can lead to addictions where you easily become addicted and connected to people and give your full trust and love and everything over to people even if they don't deserve it. And that's true because, I'm, again, over the years, we know people, and, again, it's, it's not a knock. Not it a is knock. what it is. We know people in, 
Nation of Islam or the New Opians. They can't they can't make a statement without referring to the leader every other sentence they say. Minister Farrakhan said. Minister Farrakhan said this. Minister Farrakhan said that. Partner Bab Yanun, Dr. Malachi York said this. They, now, my question to those people is, can you formulate an own thought and stop quoting what somebody else says? What do you say? What do you feel? How have you assimilated it? How have you broken it down within yourself other than what somebody has dictated and instilled in your subconscious? See, that's the difference. But like my good brother said, when you become dependent on every explanation for everything you think you don't understand or understand, because you think you don't have the answers because you've been programmed to say, I don't know. And then you've been mesmerized by some, some leader that caught your attention because they're a charismatic speaker or because they speak the way you like or because they tap into your emotional center and you feel like, wow, this person is divine or she is divine. And now you have become subservient or like my good brother used the metaphor, it can become like an addiction where to the point where some of these people can't even think for themselves. Because every other word out of their mouth is, well, they quote a book that that leader wrote all the time. Or they quote the leader's words all that they can never explain it or articulate it. Well, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said. Yeah, yeah. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that uh, bacon, you know, I mean, who cares? <laughs> but the whole, the whole point is, long story short, you'll know when you're at that point. Nobody can tell you. You can't set a date for it. Your energy will dictate within that you're at that point. Another question, uh, this is from Brother Jack. Brother Jack, I know you ain't on the call. Uh, just send a shout-out to you, Brother Jack. We know you're listening. Uh, question for you, Brother Ravana Noon. Um, Brother Jack, if you could quickly, um, he wants to know, can you give him some other names for our, our primeval or primeval energy? Some people uh, explain it two different ways. Other names? Other names of, that identify that energy. Well, uh some some people deal with that, and they call it elemental energy, uh, dealing with the elements and the uh, elemental beings. Uh, there's different different prospects. Uh, there's the Khaminu in in uh, India. Damn, the the name in India went blank. But the, there's beings that created the divas, and I can't remember the exact name of it. That went blank. But there's different names for it. Basically, what you're dealing with when you deal with this primeval chaotic energy is just elemental energy. It's the very elemental energy that created all life in existence. So I can't remember all the exact names from the different cultures and traditions, right. but, you know, basically look up elemental energy or chaotic energy. Also, in, in um, Yoruba, they term this primal energy as the Ori. That's another term mm-hmm. based upon that tradition. Okay. You know, um, India, Kundalini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different. You know, um, Greece, you know, the Titan gods. I mean, not the Titans, but the Titan gods with the Titans. It's different names mm-hmm. all over. Now, let's just say again, and, and I'm glad we said it. I'm going to go back to the phone. I, I see you, there's other questions, comments online. I'm going to come back to some of the comments and questions online. I'm just going to rotate back to the phone in a minute. Um, I'm glad your brother said that, but let's establish these are archetypes that exist within our DNA. These are just titles. They're actually energies. As long as we're not taking fragments of this information and turning these into physical bands, like my brother said earlier, some people will take 
the Osarian energy or the Osirian energy, or they'll take Patar and they'll turn it into a deity like religion does. See, that's when it, be, it goes wrong. It goes bad. Okay, we have to understand there are different energies, and these are just titles, for lack of a better word, that identify these energies. So let's just make sure the listeners are clear on that, because the, the last thing we want to do is move back in that direction of worshiping something that is so-called falsely creates the illusion that exists outside of ourselves, okay? Um, let's go back to the phone. I'm going to actually take a call that was bumped down to the bottom. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, let's go to the phone. Uh, this call is Shango Atum 7. You're on the call. Shango Atum 7. Can you hear me? Shango Atum 7. You're on the call. If your phone's muted, you have to unmute your phone. All right, going once. Shango Atum 7, one more time. Nobody there. Again, if your phone is muted, you have to unmute your phone. Uh, I'll try to go back to them. Uh, might be something wrong with that call. It keeps going up to the top and then bump to the bottom. Um, I'll, we'll figure it out. I, I got a little juggling going on here. All right, now I got I got multiple callers on the on the line from Florida. So I'm going to the call first. One I'm I'm going to access Florida. You're on the call. If you're from Florida, go ahead and speak. You'll be able to be heard. Florida, you're on the call. Anybody out there from Florida? Can you hear me? All right, again, if your phone... You brothers can hear me, right? Yep. All right. Yeah, we hear you. All right, one more time for the first Florida. You're on the call. Can you hear me? All right. Again, if your phone is unmuted, unmuted. We're going to go to a second call also from Florida. It just says Florida. Florida, you're on the call. Can you hear me? One more time. Florida, you're on the call. Can you hear me? I'm not sure if they're playing with the phone lines. All right, we're going to go to the next call, another caller from Florida. Once again, calling Florida on the call. Can you hear me, Florida? Florida on the call. Phone's unmuted. Got to unmute your phone. Not not sure what's going on. Um, I'll try to run back. Uh, let me try this call again. Bounce back to the bottom again. Calling one more time. Shango Atum 7. Got you on the call. Can you hear me? Peace, brother. I hear you. All right, we got you. I'm not sure what's going on, man. Some We couldn't Peace. get him. But anyway, you're on the call. If you got a question, comment, go ahead, brother. No, Pete, I, just, I was just uh, listening, and I want to say good show. That's it. I don't, I don't have any questions. I, I think I had typed in something earlier about what you had mentioned about the amber light. Right, uh, right. Uh, and you but, were uh, correct. You were correct what you typed in, brother. It is, because it's, it's the swiftness and the speed of that color that helps you see the R, and that's the last color on the spectrum. So you were 100% right. Um, if you've never done that, it's, it's, it's a good thing to do. It's just a little, little, little exercise you can do. Um, but, you, yeah, you were 100% right. Okay, I appreciate that because I, I never heard that before, so that's something I'll definitely look into. I appreciate you, brother. No problem. Thanks for listening, brother. Peace. All right, let's try again. We'll go back to uh, Florida again. Let's try this again. Not sure if there was something. Again, if your phone is muted, please unmute your phone before before you try to speak. We won't hear you. Again, uh, call on out. Florida. We got three calls on the Florida. Can you hear me? Anybody from Florida hear me? Speak up. All right. I'm going to try oh. this for two. Oh, well, hold on. I got you. Can you hear me? Hello, Florida? Yes, I was just listening to the call. I'm just oh, listening. Okay, no problem. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to plug you. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks. Thanks. All right, we got a lot of people just listening, which is good. All right, let's go back to the Internet real quick, and then we'll go back to the phone. We've got some more questions, brothers, and comments on the Internet. Um, let's see. Let me scroll back up because you guys are typing in a bunch of stuff here. Um, if I miss you, I apologize. I may not be able to get to everything. 
Um, let's. I, I'll see uh, uh, Dre Dove and and uh, 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 Comey Coet or Coet if I'm saying it right. Had a had a good conversation about uh, Dre Dove was talking about walking barefoot, touching earth. When your brothers were talking about that earlier, the reason why that's important, brothers, sisters, melanated family, it helps balance out the magnetism in the body. Very important. So sometimes one thing you might do, you'll notice, and this is good to also do if you travel and you're away from where you constantly live, sometimes you don't feel 100%, you feel ill physically, one of the best things to do is when you return is to step on soil where you live. You'll find that you, you're, you usually have been demagnetized. Your magnetic poles within your body are kind of out of whack. So that, that is one thing you can do to, to balance the magnetism in the body. It's also the masculine feminine energy, Mother Earth, and dealing with the male, female it's also good in meditation. I think we talked about this a couple of times um, to meditate with a female. There's different types of meditation. We haven't even touched on that. There's individual meditation. There's group collective uh, meditation. Um, then there's a powerful meditation of the masculine female energy where male and female me- meditates with each other because the male recharges the female, the female recharges the male. I'm not going to get too much into that now, but there's many reasons um, for walking in natural soil. You heard Osar Gidi talk about it earlier. I believe Ravana Noon commented on that. If they want to throw some comments in there. But it, deal, it, has to, it has to do with magnetism. Know this real quick, and then if they want to comment, I'll let them throw something in there on that subject. You have to understand this. The whole thing about 2012, people didn't understand this. Okay? 2012 had nothing to do with cataclysmic doomsday when everybody was shitting their pants. More, more trauma and fear and misunderstanding and information that was given out correctly. Some people literally thought it was going to be the end of the world. And some people thought some some great cataclysmic event was going to happen because they, they didn't understand what it was about. Remember, that was a shift in the magnetic poles of the earth. So that not only shifted the magnetic grids of the planet and the magnetism on the planet, it also, it also shifted the magnetic grids or the magnetic energy that polarizes you to keep you stable within yourself. Now, that worked two ways. Some individuals are starting to go out of their damn mind because they can't assimilate the information and these are your ones that are space cadets or they're super spooky or they think they're incarnations of shit and, and all the other space cadet shit. <laughs> and, and then you got the ones that are grounded. Now, this deals with the root chakra. You got the ones that have been doing the work. And as the transition took place, they started to gradually make the transition with nature, the planet, and the ancestors. So this is what this is about because if you really reflect, things have shifted to an all-time different level since 2012, these last three years, things have gone to a whole nother height that we can be here all night talking about. But wanted to throw that in there. If the brothers want to comment on that real quick, um, go ahead, brothers. Sure, brother. Sure. It's space cadet time, brother. Space cadet time. Anyway, uh, no, it's, it's right on point. When you deal with uh, 2012 and things of that nature, uh, people did spook it out. And there was this one person who, uh, spoke about it, Dromvalo Melchizedek, yes. I mentioned a Caucasian author, and I'm going to hell. Going to hell, bro. But anyway, so <laughs> Dromvalo Melchizedek mentioned this, that really what happens on that day is the rising of the serpent energy from the center of the earth. The kundalini energies of earth are also rising forth that day as the magnetic pole shift. This is why if you are not consciously and spiritually ready, 
you can actually go cuckoo if you raise your kundalini too quickly, too fast, or too too sporadically. People don't understand that fact. Right. That, you know, kundalini work and raising and rising kundalini is not some fucking fairy tale, uh, utopia, beautiful, paradise, uh, peaceful, loving feeling. It's fucking actually chaotic sometimes. <laughs> it's, it could be very chaotic work. It could be very uh, hard work because that energy is also pushing things out of you that shouldn't be there anymore, things that you haven't dealt with. So on that day, on that time when this happened, the kundalini energy from the earth raised, rose up. Now, you wonder why people are going crazy? Because people who are not ready for that kind of energy, who actually you can do the, the studies and readings on this, people who try to raise the kundalini energy and were not ready for it, some of them went cuckoo. Some of them literally went insane. Now imagine the whole planet feeling this energy coming forth. What happens at that moment, and from that moment forth, is you'll start getting a lot of craziness happening on this planet. Exactly. Yeah, what 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 happens to you know what happens to you know the people that are not grounded, that are not rooted with exactly. the with they the with that ancestral magic. They become super space, super space cadets. Then you have the opposite of that. You have the death forces rising at the same time. Mm. Now you see an increase of death on this planet. Yep. It, that, it, because all of these primal energies came forth. And now you understand why the world's in the situation it's in. And the only way to combat this is not by being that straight, chaotic, stupid-ass, emotional, reactionary creature. It's to actually raise your consciousness and raise your spiritual vibrations to see the world from another level. What I mean by that is you see the world from the standpoint and perspective of a scientist who is watching the experiment, or controlling the experiment, or creating the experiment. You're not involved in the experiment. And people do not realize that. The so more brother. you rebel, the so more brother. you react, and the more emotional you become, you're not in control of shit. I don't give a damn what justification you give me for why you want to rebel against the, the so-called forces that are oppressing you. Brother, it's my fiery shango nature, brother. Yeah, I don't give a fuck <laughs> if it's fucking a bird on a fucking fire. It does not matter. No, the brother, fact brother, is brother, that you're brother. reacting, and when you react, you are not in your reasoning faculty of your mind, so you're easily persuaded and easily manipulated to fall victim to what exactly it is that is prepared for you. Now, when you're a scientist, a scientist controls the experiment. They create the experiment. They're right. always in control. They don't fall victim to their own experiment. And those who have, notice how Hollywood, right? Notice how Hollywood made a pun, a joke on people who fell victim, the scientists who fell victim to their own experiment. They call them weird scientists, right? They call them, you know, the 
the egomaniac scientists, the scientists that wanted to rule the world, you know, all these little jokes about it, but they knew what they were saying. That the scientists, as long as they stay in control of the experiment and and, and control the experiment, they don't become the weird person who's victimized by the experiment. And so as you learn to manifest and you learn to work with these energies and raise these energies within you, you'll stay more in control and create the experiment. Understand something, and I'm going to say this before I pass it off to a star. Understand this. If you really knew, if you really knew that you were a god, if you really knew that you were a melanated god, if you really knew that you were a master, there ain't a goddamn thing a white person could do to you. <laughs> Let me repeat that one more time for those who missed it. If you really knew, I mean really knew, like your whole fiber, your whole vibration, your whole frequency, your whole thought pattern, really knew that you were a god, a titan, a chaos being, there is not a goddamn thing these white people could do to you. That's right, brother. But you don't know that. That's why they can do it to you. You say it, you speak it, and you promote it, but it's just empty words. You really don't know the power of your melanin. You really don't know that your melanin encompasses the electromagnetic spectrum. That means you encompass all the lights, vibrations, frequencies, and sounds in the universe. So, Brother Ravana Noon, Ravana Noon, is it safe to say, based on what you're saying, so do we become our thoughts? So whatever we think, we become. Exactly. That's why your subconscious mind creates your reality. Mm-hmm. Your subconscious mind is in chaos, turmoil, and negativity, so that is what you're attracting into your life. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's the problem right there. We can say, all, it, we can argue, they, we can fight, we can promote, we can revolutionize, but if your subconscious mind is fucked up, you're going to keep creating these same situations to occur over and over. Listen. And and that's and that's what, it's funny that's that's a that's an issue too because many people don't understand the fact that you're you're worried about chemtrails and <laughs> fucked up food and you're worried about all of this shit. You're traumatizing or, yourself. Or vibrational frequencies. That's what people are stuck under. If you really knew, I'm going to keep saying this shit, if you really knew you were a god, a titan, a chaos being, you would know there ain't shit a person could do to you. Not so, a goddamn thing. So Only you if you let them. That right, means so, that they have to find some way, somehow, to find a crack or opening to get inside your man. subconscious mind or get inside you to control you, to affect now, you. Now, to, now real quick, to make you react, you to make you do things. Right, based on what you brothers both just said, I just want to throw this in there so we don't lose this train of thought. That, but what the Sargati just said, what you just said is powerful because, like a Sargati said, with all these chemtrails, with all the, the poisoning of the food, thinking, fearing things, like you said, you manifest that told you. If you're constantly thinking you're going to fail at something, you're going to, you're going to fail at it. If, for an example, earlier the, the person that typed in, if you think you need the teacher, if you keep thinking in your mind, I can't be successful without a teacher, without somebody telling me what to do all the time, guess what's going to happen? You are self-creating the need for the teacher. That's the whole point. Now, with some of the Sargiti just said, and then Sargiti, I know you wanted to chime in. When you mentioned the chemtrails, this is this is something I wanted to throw in there real quick. All that stuff that they claim and they're using to attacking us, we start thinking in our mind that it's real. But here's the one thing we don't focus on: 
if they're doing all these things to us, and we know scientifically some of those things do exist. There's chemtrails. They're poisoning the water. They're genetically modifying the foods. Uh, we can, the list goes on and on. They're, you have the heart process. They're sending out frequencies. Yeah, we, we know all these things. They exist. But the point is the fact that they have to do all these things is confirmation of what? That Your divinity. One, well, that not one particular thing is working, and we're still in control. Yes, because right. if, if it was working... They wouldn't need to do 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 different things. See, people miss that point. They get caught up in the sensationalism. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, man, you can't eat that because that got radiation in it. Oh, no. <laughs> you, know, you know, but you're missing the whole point. You're missing, you're missing everything. But anyway, go ahead, brother. Sorry, I just want to throw that in there before, I, before we lost that thought. Yes. You know, people worry about chemtrails. They're worried about fucking, oh, you know, um, lemons aren't really really from the earth you know they're not originally from the earth they were yeah yeah they're hybrid you know see people worry about hybrid man what the fuck isn't a hybrid on this planet everything is a motherfucking hybrid because you're not the original anymore and for all nubian people by the way who want to say that we're the original do you realize you do realize that melon had a dark greenish tint to it it was dark greenish it ain't the color it is today. So that means we also have been varied and altered from the original state. That's just a little side note. But let me, real yeah. quick, let me say the story, sorry, before you get in, because I know you're going to go in. There's this brother. Just show you the power of the mind. This brother, when he was young, was told by his teachers, by his parents, by his family that he would never amount to shit. That he would not amount to shit, okay? And he believed this. He really accepted and believed this by white people, his own black people. Everybody told him this, right? And he accepted it so much that all he ever rose his level of success to was being a janitor. Well, a funny thing happened on the way. One day, they decided to test all the employees of that school system. And I mean their IQ test. Holy shit, what did they find? This motherfucking Nubian brother melanated man who was only a janitor and that's all he ever strived to be because that's all he ever told was told he would be successful at had one of the highest IQs ever recorded on this planet. Hmm. This motherfucker ended up becoming, when he found this out, he ended up becoming one of the greatest lecturers on the planet Earth today and has become a multimillionaire. His name is Les Brown. Mm-hmm. That's deep. Now, if you don't think your mind can be fucked with and you can believe and accept anything, that's an example right there. That if you really have a fucked up subconscious mind, you that's the reality you create. So when you get deep inside yourself and do the deep work and you reprogram that subconscious mind and you really know that you're God and you really know nothing can fuck with you and affect you only if you let it, you'll shift the energies of this planet with those who are like-minded and you'll start seeing a little change on this planet. Right. Until then... No revolution in the world is going to change this whole planet. Because the only revolution, the real revolution, as the last poet said, the revolution will not be televised because the revolution is a revolution of your mind. Right. Exactly. And that's, and, that's the, and that's the whole point. 
that we've been breaking down this whole show. This is dealing with that's this is what real magic is, is mental. And many have to understand if you worried about chemtrails, you worried about natural food, <laughs> you worried about how good the water is, you know, you worry about you know, you worry about all of this shit. All you're doing is traumatizing your own subconscious mind and you're manifesting their ideas. They're manifesting they're manifesting their ideas through your fucking mind. Because you don't know what the fuck you're doing, obviously. Right. Just so just take that note. If you it, right. take that in. You know, if you're really walking around, if you're saying you're this divine being, melanin, peace and love and all this shit. But you still worried about chemtrails and fucking the food is all the food don't have seeds and you worry about all that shit and all that shit. Yeah, well, you're not I mean, you, you, you're not as divine as you fucking think no, you are. You know, brother, sorry, you just with the food thing, and I'm glad you brought that shit up because here's the thing: people fail to understand. You can't be living in an old, polluted, crusty ass city just because you go to Whole Foods. All right, and you think, and you think, and I keep telling people this shit. If you are not on your own land, living in the Bronx, but you're going yeah, to living home. in the Bronx and shit. Nigga living in the projects, but he go to Whole Foods. He's eating good and shit. But anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other story. My thing is, if you are not on your own land that you cultivated by yourself, you use the correct minerals, you put the correct soil down, you put the right ingredients in that soil. You are growing your own, you oversaw it through nature. You're growing your own vegetables, fruits, meats. Then you're not eating organic. I don't give a shit. Everything <laughs> in Whole Foods is not organic. It has a certain level of chemicals and steroids to keep it preserved so it can get to you from where it came from. The only don't, tell, don't tell them that, brother. Don't tell them. Well, hey, reality is, reality is. You want to know the rea- reality of the matter is some of the fruits have more hormones and steroids in it than the meat does. Okay, <laughs> and the quicker that they inject these animals with the steroids to make them grow, and is why you see these girls that are 12, 13, 14 years old look like they 25 year old women, very well developed because they injecting and eating all these steroids. But my thing is, if you're eating, first of all, anything that's natural has a seed. Let's establish that. Okay, we know they have genetically modified seedless watermelon, seedless grapes. There's no such thing. We know these things don't exist. They're fictitious. So stuff like that's common sense to stay away from. I'm saying some people literally think because they go to the meat department in Whole Foods, well, this is organic chicken. <laughs> I, hate to bu- I hate to bust your bubble. If you really genetically did the research, there's really no difference than getting – you can go to a supermarket and get organic chicken that doesn't have any fillers or chemicals in it outside of the regular shit that they carry. But the bottom line is this, and dealing with that is always moderation. You can't be immune to the poison if you don't have some of the poison in the system. Let me say that again. When you get a flu shot, what do they inject you with to become immune to the flu? They inject you with the flu. They inject you with the Yeah, the symptoms. Okay. So if you don't have any of the poison in your system, you can't repel the poison. Now, I'm not saying to go and fucking chow down on some ribs tonight and eat fucking poison. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is in moderation. You intake in moderation. Your genetics need some of it depending on your blood type. Everybody's, I don't want to get into a diet thing tonight. That's a whole other class. But it's depending on your blood type is how you eat. And, and, check, and, check, and check, this, check this out. How about, how, how about you niggas may not even understand this? How about maybe the reason that Kim Trails is here, the food's fucked up, 
this is the first time in the history of the world that all of this shit is happening right now. How about maybe it's a sign that maybe I came here to so my consciousness can transcend all of this shit. Stop worrying about shit like that. Exactly, and that's the whole that's the that's the whole point. But the thing is, when and again, I want to get into a diet thing right now, but. What an O positive person would eat is not the same thing as A negative or B negative or A positive or B positive. You have to know your blood type. You have to thoroughly research that protein levels, mineral levels. I mean, we'll get into that another time, but we just wanted to throw that out there. The main thing we wanted to focus on, if you fear that stuff, it can control you. And like, like Brother Ravana Noon said, like the brothers are saying, if you believe in your mind that you're susceptible to that, how can you sit there and say you're, you're, you're a god in any sense of the word? Um, I got back. Oh, oh no, that noise was damn. Okay, anyway, um, just a qu- couple quick comments. Those that are typing in about like what we would recommend as books for guided meditations or meditation music, at the end of the show when we give our contact information, that's something you can email us and we can definitely suggest uh, a list of books or information that we have used. I don't want to kind of clog up the show with that, but uh, at the end of the show we give you contact information. Uh, feel free to, you could email the Facebook page or email any one of us individually. And I'm sure all the brothers would be plenty happy to give you uh, some suggestions based on what they like to, um, you know, or what or information that we use. So I just want to throw that out there. Here, here's a good question here, and then we're going to go back to the phone. I found this one interesting. Uh, this was typed in earlier, brothers. Um, <laughs> when you meditate, has anyone had the experience of seeing eyes watching you in meditation? Of course we have. Now, when you, again, develop your higher senses, for lack of a better word, um, when, when, when that root chakra seat is open and that pineal gland is functioning at its correct capacity, you do start seeing, and I'm using, I'm using verbiage that people can relate to, you do start seeing, for lack of a better word, into other dimensions. You do start seeing into other realms that, by the way, are not above you, are not below you. They are interwoven around you. Any great metaphysicist will tell you that. So all the planes, we have to get into that they are vibrational frequencies or spheres that are constantly around you. You yep. just need to vibrate at the correct frequency to tap into them. So, yes, some people see shadow people out of the corner of their eyes. Some people will feel or see visually eyes looking at them. There's a multitude of personal experiences um, one can have when, when having those meditation experiences. Let, let me add also to that. Mm-hmm. Here's something that's really going to throw people for a loop. Sometimes when you're in meditation, the eyes you see are the ones that are your own eyes looking back at you. Mm, In the spiritual realm, you have more eyes than in this realm. You have eyes all around your head, so you see in 360-degree panorama. Don't forget that. Sometimes you're seeing your own eyes reflecting back at you. Good point. If you're not ready for that, well, keep doing the work. (laughs) It's going to startle you the first time. Mm-hmm. But it's necessary because you have to understand that when you're dealing with this spiritual work, you can't use or equate things on this physical or this mundane existence into the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm is a whole nother realm of existence that is not binded by the physical laws that we live by. So just wanted to add that part on there. All right. Good point, brother. Appreciate that. All right, so, yeah, just to throw that out there, uh, let's go back to the phones, see if we get some more people on the phone. 
Um, I'm going to try the Florida calls again. I got multiple callers on the line from Florida, but uh, we'll, we'll try to plug them in one more time. If not, then we'll move on. Um, hold on. Florida, you're on the calls. Can you hear me? Their phones are jacked up. Anyway, let's go to another call. We're, we're, we're having problems uh, getting people in from the state of Florida for whatever reason. Uh, let's go to, we got Past Future you're on the call. Go ahead, Past Future you're on the call. Peace. Peace, brother. You got a question or a comment? Uh, yeah. Um, I had typed in earlier. I was going to ask um, about meditation. Is it possible to do meditation with your eyes open if the setting permits it? Or can you at any point open your eyes and uh, continue that flow of meditation? Oh, most definitely. Um, I don't re- I'll don't. take from my own personal experience and then brothers can share with you. I wouldn't recommend, the only time I find it effective if your eyes are completely open for, for and I only do this momentary, if the room is completely dark. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, the eyes can be open because what happens is the pupils dilate and adjust to the illusion of the lack of light in the room because remember, in darkness or balancement, that is a form of light or intellect or consciousness, getting a whole other story. But in darkness, yes, I find some people um, where they think that their eyes is open or the illusion of the eyes being open or in the beginning phases of their meditation have their eyes fully open in darkness. Now, if the room is lit, even if it's subdued lighting or obviously you never want to meditate with extreme lighting because that kind of defeats the whole purpose personally. Um, But then remember, in daytime or there's different types of meditation. Now, you can do a contemplative meditation outside in bright sunlight that's a different form of meditation but when you're doing a deep inner contemplative meditation i personally per se don't recommend the eyes being completely open some people like to keep them partially closed um or some people like to be in complete darkness and then have their eyes open but in 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 essence they've actually just submerged themselves in that absence of light which is balancement Uh, so in deeper inner contemplative meditations and i don't recommend that um but, again, there's different types of meditation. You can have your eyes completely open in a nature, outdoor, contemplative, reflective type of meditation. That's a different different type of meditation. Um, I don't know if you brothers want to chime in on that. I could, I could, tell, you, I could tell you this, brother. The, <clears throat> the only time I recommend you having your eyes open for meditation is when you're doing scrying. When you're scrying, you're looking in the mirror, and you're looking in the mirror, you know, you're concentrating on a point. Mm-hmm. So you can shut down the conscious mind and go into the subconscious mind. That's the only time, because that's a form of meditation is scrying, you know, concentrating on a point, you know, looking, you know, and, and during scrying, you can look at your own eyes in the mirror. You can look at a candlelight in the mirror. You know, you're focusing, right. you're focusing on a point so you can get into that deepest state of meditation, that trance, so you can do whatever type of spiritual work that you're trying to do, pretty much. That's the only time I would recommend it, personally. Well, let me add on to that. Um, I'm going to go from both brothers, and then I'm going to add a little twist to it. Um, me, personally, most of the time I meditate with my eyes closed, or if I'm in pure darkness, then I'll have them partially open. Uh, there's different forms of meditation that you can have your eyes open. One of them is walking meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, You actually walk in a certain way, and you're actually in a meditative state, but your eyes are open so that you can see where the hell you're walking. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's also another uh, system that you can use. However, I would say do what works best for you. If you feel that you can meditate with your eyes open, do it. Because only you can find out what works best for you. Uh, we're just uh, recommending from our experiences, correct. from years of doing these things, but you have to find what works best for you because everybody's a little different. Everybody right. works a little different, vibrates a little just, differently. Mm. So you have to find what works, works best for you. If you feel that that's something you want to try or something that you've been doing or have are able to do, then by all means, go deep in it because you're the one that has to find what works best for you because you're the master of your life. We're giving you recommendations and things from experience, but you got to do what works best for you. If that's what you feel, then, yeah, you might be able to. Everybody's different. Some people could do it. A lot of people can't. You and have that's, to know. And, that, and that's powerful. That's powerful because that's that's key right there, brother, is you're trying to find what your shifts mind. your that's consciousness. Correct. That's correct. And like we said earlier, when we're talking about magic, okay. and giving you, we're giving you different exercises. Remember, we said in the beginning of the show, these are just roadmaps and guides you can use to kind of assist you with the information. That's the whole point. And that's, I'm glad you brought that up, um, Brother Ravana Noon, because we want to. We always say this, and you hear us say this a million times on on a multitude of different shows. There is no right or wrong way. There's just the way that works for you. And and like the brother just said, there's no one particular way. So when somebody thinks they have the monopoly on how to do something correctly, like for an example. Um, certain traditions will tell you this, this is the only way you can set up your, your shrine for your ancestors. That's, that's incorrect. You understand? That's for that particular system. Now, when you, out, when you think outside the box, like we said, you separate yourself from these systems and these, these dogmas and these, these uh, Mickey Mouse Club organizations, you become the master magician and start creating the magic and the rituals yourself. So, so again, that's very important to understand that when we're asking questions like that. We're just giving you uh, suggestions that may work for us, but, hey, you, you, you might find doing a handstand upside down with your feet against the wall, you know what I'm saying, is a, is a, way, you, is a way you connect. So whatever exactly. Works for you. So whatever works for you. So I hope that answers your question, Brad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I got another quick one if you got time mm-hmm. real quick. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, kind of uh, talking about ancestral magic, so – how would a person um, who doesn't necessarily have uh, close ties with their family or, you know, maybe they only have, like, their mother and father or even someone who who's maybe adopted, like, would would, it, would they have to get in touch with more along the lines of their heritage or how would they go about practicing that? Uh, okay, we'll, we'll talk. That's an excellent question. Um, I want to focus on one thing you just said. <clears throat> what if somebody is, a, <clears throat> excuse me, is adopted? That's a, that's an excellent question. Let's talk about that real quick. How can one connect with their ancestors, their DNA ancestors, per se, say they may not have a close connection or don't have a lot of information? That was a good point. Or say somebody that's adopted never met their biological parents. Right, here would be my recommendation. You definitely would want to identify, for an example, a reputable company. And I've had, I've had this in actually consultations. I've dealt with multiple people that are in that situation, and this is a really good question. Um, a reputable company that does a DNA bloodline test, this is, this is the best advice for that. Um, now, there are some companies out there, they'd be careful, they're garbage. Um, I know Ancestry.com, they have different haplogroups. groups. You can do a, a paternal and a maternal, and you can take it deep and go back mo- a multitude of generations depending on 
you know, how thorough you want to do the DNA investigation. It will connect you um, modern day in the last several generations, and it'll take you way back to the origin of your DNA or your haplogroup. And it'll show you the different bloodlines, DNA, ethnicities, and people that you are connected with. So an individual like that would want to do a thorough DNA background to see the blood types he has in common with otherworldly ancestors and gravitate and study about those cultures and those, those ancestral beings or the people that belong to those cultures and delve into deep meditation, contemplation, and obviously do as much research they could on their cultures to find out that you might find out in that process that like, even though I didn't know this person, you might've had a, maybe that's the reason why you like martial arts because that's in, that's in the bloodline somewhere. Or maybe your fascination with Egypt is because you do, um, you know, have in the bloodline a large bloodline descendancy from Northeast Africa. I'm using that on the surface value. Now, there's a deeper way, too, when the mind is trained right. If you listen to what we were saying earlier, you can go and tap into the subconscious mind and make a spiritual link to have that information made aware to you. That, that takes a little bit more practice. You can do that by typing into the multitude of energies that we described to make you aware of what you don't know. That's more dealing with on a metaphysical and a spiritual and a subconscious level. I recommend doing both. You, you, there's rituals you can do to activate the subconscious so it can recollect what it forgot, and you will find out you will have visions, experiences, dreams. Um, certain imagery will come to you to give you the answers to those questions when you, when you condition yourself correctly. And then you can do the physical research on the surface by doing a thorough DNA background check to see just exactly tribally and culturally what your bloodline is connected to. And that will kind of awaken certain things into why you like certain foods, why you gravitate towards certain cultures. Because I had this experience one time. I think I've shared this. I might have mine. I don't remember. I was doing a class a few years back, and I had this Jamaican kid in the class. And he was light-skinned. He was, he was mixed with a, a couple different ethnicities. Uh, it was obvious. And he was beating himself up because he was Jamaican, but he had a fascination with rock music. Okay? So, you know, the, the mind is programmed, well, I'm, you know, I'm melanated or I'm, 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 I'm Nubian or whatever. You know, it's not normal for me to like rock music. Now, he didn't know too much about his family, but when he did that deeper research, he found out, that he had a large Irish descendancy on his mother's side of the family. And he found out when he actually connected with that side of the family, it, he found out that they were into that type of stuff. And I'm showing you how the genes, actually Brother Jack is typing in. He was in that class. He's typing in right now. Um, he remembered that in the genes, that, was, that ran through the family. So now he genetically explained to him why he liked certain music. He couldn't understand why he liked corned beef and cabbage, which is traditionally an Irish food. Now, when he did thorough research, he found out it was in his genetics, it was in his DNA, and then it made sense to him. He thought something was wrong with him. It didn't make sense to him. And once he got that information and did that research, it helped him on the path to getting clarification on certain things. So these are just some of the things that you can do, but you can even go very heavily on a psychological and a spiritual. I don't know if you brothers want to chime in real quick before we go to the next question. I'm good. Are you good? Anything you want to add, Brother Sargidi? I think we're No, good. I'm good, brother. Go All ahead. Right. All right, so that answer your question, brother? Yeah, that was thorough. 
All right. So all that pushes you in the right direction. I appreciate the call, and uh, thanks for listening, brother. All right. Peace, y'all. All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, before we go back to the phones, let's just um, – we're going to – we got about 20, 25 minutes. Um, let's just see if we have a couple more. I'm going to scroll up. Give me a minute, brothers. I'm going to scroll up see if we missed any comments or questions uh, at the top here. I think we covered most of them. Um, hold on. I, actually, I got my – you want to ask a question? Oh, anyway, I got my son here. I'm sorry, he's listening to the show. I got my older son here. I got I got two sons anyway. This is what? Come in. Okay, hold on. I'm going to plug him in. I got him on the phone. Mike, you on the phone? Can you hear me? Yes. Great. What's your question? This, everybody, this is my older son listening to the show tonight. This is my 22-year-old son. Uh, that's listening to the show. What is your question, young man? Yes, I have a question. Um, now, having a group of people doing a chant uh, is very powerful, but what would be the effect of having a group of people doing a drum session, a large group of people? Right. You guys want to chime in? Chime in on that, brother? Very good question. Because I uh, talk to him too much. I don't feel like talking to him right now. <laughs> No, I'm just yeah, very good question. Uh, the drum. He's asking that, by the way, because he's a, he's a drummer. Yeah, so of course, I know that. I remember that. Go ahead. It's very important. Uh, drumming actually would a drum circle would actually be very good because it actually helps synchronize the energies of the people, and it actually helps them transcend their state of consciousness as one. This is why in drumming circles, people sometimes catch a spirit, like they say. And the more you keep drumming, eventually almost everybody's going to catch that energy, that frequency, that vibration, and alter their state of consciousness, uh, which helps synchronize their energies and, and keeps them actually after the drum ceremony. They'll still even be linked with each other because of the energies and frequencies they exchanged. So that's just my take on that. Yeah. And the, just to add on, yeah, the drumming sessions are pretty much dealing with, you know, earth energy, root chakra energy, also dealing with the heart chakra. At the same time, the drum rhythms, you know, the drum is made of earth material. The rhythms vibe with the heart, you know, and it, it, it could put, when it's done in the group. You know, most most of the time people start dancing. They start dancing to the rhythm, which can cause, you know, spiritual trances and things of that nature, you know, where you can have insight on different things. So, um, yeah, drumming is real good in a group, group drumming. And, and, and to add to that, and I know we've all played drums uh you know, my, 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 my son, he, we, we call him Kid Lightning. He got, he got fast hair. <laughs> but the, the the importance is again the vibrational frequencies you can create and if you remember in the very beginning of the show one of the first things when you study history that was one of the first systems uh and and the drum is incorporated into a lot of rituals and magical systems that was one thing that one of the first things that they took from us was that drum um that was one of the one of the 
important aspects that we have lost sight of, and we talked about that in the beginning of the show. And when you go into all these cultures, like we were just talking about, and I think we mentioned it earlier also, um, this is how you bring down some of this energy. This is by raising that vibration and frequency up through certain drum beats and rhythms. And for an example, in the West African tradition, uh, when dealing with Ogun, Shango, Obatala, etc., there's certain rhythms and sounds that have to be played in a certain pattern to draw that energy down, per se, um, to create an incarnation of a certain individual that might be crowned in that, in, in that individual deity's energy. And they have a group of drummers, for an example, in that tradition called the Bata drummers, who they have to go through their own personal initiation. So in some systems, you can't just play for those ancestors. Um, there's a whole system within a system that you have to master to get to that point. That's just one aspect. But anyway, throw, throw that out there. And that's, and that, that's powerful, brother, because many so-called conscious brothers and sisters, they sleep on drumming ceremonies and things of that nature, you know, because it's not it's not Kemet, so I guess it's not good. It's too primitive. It's too primitive, you know. Correct. But that those things are so powerful. I mean, it's so powerful. It, it's hard to describe unless you experience it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Answer your question? Yes. I appreciate that. that little Mike. That's that's a little that's a little brother Mike right there. Well, he's not little. He's like six foot three. I don't know why I call him little that. Mikey. Little <laughs> Mike, six foot three, twenty two. Yep. I remember when he was like up to the kneecap and shit. Yep. <laughs> anyway, remember him as a little 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 one. Yeah, still ain't cut his hair though. Looking like yeah. two people can hide in there and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but uh, that's a good point. So the drums, the drums is part of that. The, the drums is part of that system. Uh, so we definitely don't want to lose sight of that. Anyway, um, I don't know if you brothers. I think we've uh, kind of touched on, on on a decent amount of information. I think it's a good prelude um, to the show we're getting ready to do next week. And this is nothing. We just tipped the iceberg, and we didn't want to get into too much because next week we're going to focus in specific with Brother Panic who's going to be on the show with us next week, we're going to focus in detail on certain particular systems of magic. We haven't, we haven't talked about color magic. We haven't talked about meditation magic. We haven't talked – I mean, there's so many things we haven't even touched on. We're going to get more in-depth on that next week in breaking down the different energies, um, getting into different colors, um, we're going to dispel the myths on what they call Satanism or black magic, witchcraft, which most people are completely confused. We're going to show also how that's been infiltrated and how humans have just classified energies, calling one white, one black magic. And there's racism within that in itself. And we're going to break down how those are just different degrees of energy. But we're going to get into some heavy shit next week. But again, to remind you, you all know when Brother Panic comes on the show, <laughs> pack a lunch. Okay, make sure you get something to eat, because I had people leave and come back on through it. We literally do a five-hour show. Yeah, that nigga can talk. <laughs> That's it. And if you're not familiar with Brother Panic, um, one thing he likes you to do, go to his website, occultlectures.com, and you can view some of his lectures. You also see on his uh, on his um, website our shows that he did with us that he actually has them posted on his website also. Um but uh, to me, uh, you know, Brother Panic, 
and the guests that we have on this show, I believe, and all the brothers on this show believe, these are, in our opinion, this is just our opinion, uh, the best scholars out there right now that are actually doing the work and, and really breaking it down and taking it to a whole other level that nobody's even close to taking it to. Um, and, you know, Brother Panic, as you know, is highly into the cult like we are on this show, metaphysics, magic, and, and ancestral worship. And, 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 again, this is the key and the solutions to our problems when applied correctly. Now, if you don't apply the shit, then you're just reading a bunch of shit that's not making any sense to you. Um, for those that might have been, I see we have some first-time listeners on the show tonight. I know this topic, uh, if you did get a little bit lost, you might have got a little bit confused. Um, what I would recommend, if you have time, all of our shows are archived. Um, we all have them posted. We have them on our Facebook page, um, on the Universal Minds Facebook page. We have them on the home page here at uh, TalkShoe.com. Every show is archived and titled. You can see who the guest was on that show, if there was a guest that night. Um, there's shows archived with Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum, Dr. David Emotep. Um, we got shows on there with Dr. Jewel Pukram, uh, multiple shows with Brother Panic, Dr. Delbert Blair, uh, a couple shows on there with uh, Dr. Phil Valentine. The list goes on and on. We've even had some so-called white scholars on just to show you, to give you the diversity. We've had Scott Allen Roberts on, who they're actually calling me and want to come back on. We've had, um, what was the other dude, man? It was Scott Allen, Scott Allen Roberts, who, who wrote the book Reptilian Agenda, and um, uh, Ellis, Ralph Ellis, who is an Egyptologist and a, an Egyptian historian, is confirming everything on the show, what we've been saying about Egypt. We had him on. He was in, brothers, where was he at? Spain or Morocco that night? It was like a six, seven-hour time difference, and he Skyped the show with us that night. Um, so go back and listen to the shows. We try to bring everybody on the show um, for the sole purpose. We don't want it just to be just about us. Um, Brother Kumi, I see, typed in. Uh, when Brother Panic's here, he's close with Bobby Hammett. He gave an update on Bobby Hammett last time. Bobby Hammett is, is supposedly doing pretty decent now, recovering, still in his recovery stage. Uh, but that's something we could ask Brother Panic next week when he's on the show because that's actually one of Panic's mentors. Um, but, again, we have... We have a multitude of these guests so you guys can get a broad spectrum. Now, we don't bring them on because, per se, we say we agree with everything that they teach. That's not why we're bringing them on the show. We're bringing them on the show so people can see what they bring to the table, compare it to the information they know, and then we have a discussion about it. Now, most of the guests that we, we, we bring on, we feel like we have something in common with, but do we agree with every single thing they're saying? Obviously Ew. not. No, we don't. But that's not the purpose of the show. The show is called Awakening Universal Minds. So you can, you understand what I'm saying, give your own perspective on it. And, and again, something that Brother Ravana Noon said earlier, this is not about us instructing you on how to do it, and this is the only correct way to do it. That's not what this is about, and that's not what we're trying to do. Um, so we wanted to throw that out there. Um, but hold on, let me... Uh, just see if my, my sister has been tuning in for a minute. I'm just going to bring her in real quick before we leave. I know she's been trying to get in. Uh, sister Sister Shalini, Buffalo, oh. New York, you're on the call. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I know I was trying to plug you in earlier. I couldn't get you in. Up by the no, way. I love y'all. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got you in. If you wanted to say yeah, something real quick. Yeah, I'm posting the trails and the, and the uh, food and everything. Mm-hmm. I just make people aware, but I also post uh, – you know, about the Kundalini, about awareness, about, you know, finding out about yourself, because you're right. 
You know what I'm saying? And you do know when you're unbalanced, because I know all the time when I'm like, oh, God, I'm blocked. I, uh, what I'm going to do? Yeah. I, say God, I say God for a reason, because you know why? Because I'm actually talking to myself. So, right. you know, you know you blocked. What the hell? What you going to do? Fuck, get right. yourself together. You know, you do have to have a self-talk. You do have to get in meditation the way that that you can relate to. You know what I'm right. saying? Because I don't know anything about root magic. So, but, you know, that's something I would really have to get into. And a lot of the things that you, you brothers have experienced, I haven't experienced. My my um, experience is from, like you said, like traumas. I'm, I put all my life together and figuring out me and what's going to get me together spiritually. And, yeah, I'm learning. You know, I am. I see everything. I'm starting to see, you know, the tricks, the games, the, the psyops, all that crap out there that they doing and trying to uh, set people up and shit, yeah. all that bullshit. But what what is important is to, uh, you know, find your, your kundalini and learn how to master it, like you gentlemen say. Learn how to master yourself, basically. That's correct. Well, let, let me just add this before you go. And, and you, like you said, a statement, you may not at the current state be familiar with root magic, but it's it's in your DNA. It's there. You just I believe it is. No, it's there. You just need to tap into it. So that's why that's why I had said earlier that something is only new if you're not familiar with it or you never heard it before. And that's 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 an important concept. I think people bypass or miss on a regular basis. So I'm you know and and like I said, I'm glad you're being honest with yourself about it. And like you say, we're all learning. We we we, we always right. continue to learn. So we're always on that path to learn. We don't. Nobody you never knows. stop. Right. But so I just wanted to throw that in there. You do know about it. You just need to reactivate uh, that knowledge that exists within. But anyway, I, I definitely appreciate you support and listening. And and uh, I know you're here on a, on a regular basis. Um. So we definitely. Appreciate oh, can I just say one thing? Because sure. I, I just I I you know I see this all the time. Mm-hmm. I just want to know. Like y'all brothers said, the, the brothers that's getting ready or whoever's going to go to the Million Man March, you know, they, like y'all said, because uh, you was telling the truth, either bring some drums, start channeling, uh, <laughs> bringing the Kundalini out, mm-hmm. if you really going to stop something. But other than that, I don't see the reason for it. I just, like, it's just entertainment, I guess. No, and, and, and the reason why I brought that up earlier, we actually brought that up on last week's show was, the impact we could have if we used the higher spiritual sciences. Now, the thing, the thing that's ironic about it, you marching on the white man's property, D.C., the capital, <laughs> okay, where he is in, he's controlling it in a constructed environment. Yeah, you know, you know, you can sit there and protest, get your good, your feel good on for a couple of days. Just the same thing they do when they had these these riots, and then Reverend Coon and and Reverend Jackson Coon too, and. <laughs> And both Mr. Bojangles and the NAACP and all the Jews that own the NAACP come out there with the we shall overcome mammy and pappy bullshit. <laughs> you know, when all that shit goes on, you know, that's all strategically done for a purpose. And that's why I said last week on the show, you had that incident on 4th of July where you had one black gang member shooting at another black gang member. And in that, in that one gang member's hand, he was holding his seven-year-old son. His seven-year-old son got shot and killed. Where's the outrage about that? Nobody cares because it's black-on-black crime, so nobody gives two shits. I didn't see Reverend Coon out there. You know, he wasn't out there protesting in the NAACP because there's no money in black-on-black crime. As soon as it's a black-and-white issue, here come all the Coons and the Bojangles and the, and the Mammies and the Pappies, and they want to take us back to the Civil Rights Slave Movement bullshit, 
and still program your mind. Like, how the fuck can civilized people who civilize a planet fight for civil rights? Think about that shit for a minute. How can you be the civilizers, educators, and teachers of all on the planet, and you still in this day and time teaching the slave mentality as if you still have to ask for civil rights and fight for it? That's the fucking mind game and the mind program, and that's why we say you're either part of the experiment or you're controlling the experiment. And then, and, then, and then that's crazy because you'll see a brother shoot another brother down or shoot a kid, a black kid down or whatever, and, yeah, nobody says anything about it. Just just think of that. You know, we always talk about, oh, you know, the white man is this, the white man is that. Think about how much sickness we have in our community. I, 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 honestly, I honestly have some white people that I trust more than niggas. Yeah, that's, that's man, I, I'm worried about. I, I'm I'm looking at people shooting in front of my house um, on some daily around the corner, whatever. You hear gunshots all the time, so mm-hmm. you know I like the kids. We had a conversation. She said, and my, you know, I got daughters and one son, but the daughters like, you know, I'm worried about our own black people. You know, getting shot by their asses. I ain't worried about the police. Oh, right. <laughs> exactly. No, you 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 looking for the police to be in the neighborhood? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, again. This is all part of that system and mind control that we were talking about earlier. And and to supersede it and move beyond it, we have to have these higher sciences. Because remember, we can't. We, there's one. There's one thing or one fact we can't leave out. Remember, we are a manifestation of our thoughts, and this energy is gravitating towards us for a reason. So we have to really look on a deeper level, why is this stuff happening? And the powers that be that are bringing it into fruition, how is it allowed to be happening? Now, that takes some deep inner contemplation to really look at from a broad, from a broad perspective, not just the, on a surface level, because the normal thing is just to get emotional and react physically. That's what they want you to do. You understand? So, but anyway, there's, there's a lot of dynamics to that. That could be a whole a whole show in itself. But all I'm trying to say is, I'm so tired of hearing the crap and listening to it, but when there's black-on-black crime that happens on a daily basis, it doesn't get as much publicized in the news because there's no money in that. There's no selling it. Nobody cares. If one young black brother is killing another black brother, who cares? It happens every day. Nobody Nobody's concerned. But, oh, God forbid, there's a black, black person involved with a white police officer. That's the hottest thing now. It's like the newest Jay-Z album. It sells, man. You know, it's got, it, it gets multiple downloads. Everybody wants to hear about it. And then everybody wants to play pro-black, like they're going to do something to the white man. And I keep telling y'all, fake-ass revolutionary Negroes, you full of shit. You ain't doing nothing. Oh, it's, to the it's white funny. Man. It's funny because I said I, I, I said I got the flag said, over my face. I got the flag over my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because I said something recently. You know, where I was saying it. You know, I, I had to say niggas are full of shit, and, yeah. and that's just honest. It's all honesty because it's like. You won't kick the drug dealer and the pimp out of your neighborhood, mm-hmm. but you'll complain about a fucking Confederate flag, and you want to take yeah. that shit down, but you won't kick the drug dealer and the pimp. You won't kick Pookie and Ray Ray out of the neighborhood, no, no, and you know they're no, poisoning but, the people. But you know why, brother? Because, see, that's <laughs> it. The white man forced them into those conditions, and then, you know, now he's justified by selling poison <laughs> to his people because he's got to do whatever he's got to do to eat. See, that's the slave mentality. That's exactly. the law bullshit. <laughs> That people don't want to address. They always that's gotta that, have that's that coon shit. That's what I'm trying to say. They always gotta have an excuse and justify their coonism, and they don't want to address it. See, that's okay, and I'm glad you bring that up. But as soon as nine people get shot, 
Niggas want to stand around at some event clapping and chanting like a bunch of coons because they're taking some <laughs> flag down. So they took nine lives, and guess what you got in return? They took a flag down in South Carolina. Do you feel fucking good about yourself now? Where are all these fake <laughs> revolutionary niggas that, that scream in war that they want to bang on the white man? Where's all these niggas? I don't see any of these niggas coming out of fruition. But I tell well, you what, the, the crackers are already because they just showed up at a Douglas, Georgia birthday party and pulled up in a bunch of trucks with redneck Confederate flags on it, talking like about idiots. we're going to kill Negroes. Go pull it up like on the news. idiots. <laughs> but what did Ron Noon say earlier? Down, what's going to mm-hmm. go down is this: as soon as they go and fight, now it's going to be all they going. The military just going to send out one drone and take both of them out, two foes with one drone. That's it. That one, they, they have that, they, they have now, that technology. Eat, drink, uh, one drone. The government is laughing at it. I mean, they don't really understand. They're being laughed at on, under the table for real. In reality, they're being laughed at. Like, we're laughing now. You don't see the setup? Well, people better wake up. People better wake up fast. And like Ravana Noon said earlier, don't think that all these Caucasians you're dealing with are timid and they peck a wood nerdy peckowitz that you're just going to dominate when you pull up that video that i'm talking about the police are there just directing the event like they weren't doing anything and these crackers are yelling we're going to kill you niggas and we're coming back for you right in front of the police that's a threat and you hear the lady in the video mm-hmm. yelling in the video they just made a death threat and the police are doing nothing Tell me, y'all better wake the fuck up. Where are all the revolutionary Negroes? You waiting for somebody to leave you in the world? Let me tell you, let me tell you I've seen some tough-ass white boys. And let me tell you, man, <laughs> these niggas are delusional. You have some white, like the brother Ravana stated, a lot of times these white guys, they don't just fight to fight. They fight to kill. It's a whole nother mentality, mm-hmm. you know? Niggas will fight to fight. Niggas will just, you know, I'm tough guy. You know what I mean? But that motherfuckers fight to kill your ass. Well, here's, here, here, here's the bottom line. I'm going to leave it at this, and then we're going to move on because uh, we're going we're gonna to shut down in a few. But here's the, here's the thing. Bottom line is this. When dealing with that, in essence, ain't no Allah, God, Jesus, Anu, Osiris, Satuk, Set, Shango, Abatalao, Shun, none of them can help you at that time. The only person that can help you in that situation is you and if you haven't raised yourself up to the correct understanding of that situation you're going to get eaten up so this is why i keep saying for all the niggas that screaming revolution what the fuck you waiting for stop talking about it just do it i don't want to hear about <laughs> it no more and stop waiting for whatever bullshit reasons because i've been listening to this for over 20 years i've seen them all come and go and i'm still here I've seen half of the niggas I used to know 15, 20 years ago talking about what they're going to do to white men. These niggas are working in Home Depot now. You understand what I'm saying? So, save it. I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. I don't care to listen to that rhetoric because it goes, it goes, it goes beyond that. Brother, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, it's going to be a big war waged between the white man and the black man, brother. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, if you raise yourself up to the higher sciences and you knew how to connect with your ancestors, maybe you don't need to be physically involved in that, but we ain't even going to discuss that right now. But anyway, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to leave it at that. But anyway, sister, I appreciate your call, and thank, thanks for listening, and uh, appreciate the support. Thank you. No problem. All right, brothers, I think we covered enough for tonight. If you brothers want to go ahead, let's uh, uh, you know, close out and give you your contact information, and then uh, we'll do this again next week. Uh, whoever sure. wants to go first. 
up this is brother Ravana Noon. You could reach me at Ravana Noon on Facebook. It's R A V A N A N U N on Facebook. Also Ravana Noon, same spelling. Ravana Noon at Outlook dot com is my email for any questions, comments, concerns you may have. Uh, we also have our Facebook page, which is the Awakening Universal Minds page. Awakening Universal Minds page, where all the shows are on that page. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, leave them there. Also, leave any suggestions for topics you would like us to discuss in any classes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we we're always picking topics, but I'm sure there's topics out there that we might have not breached or approached yet that you all might have a, an idea where, you know, a next class we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, also, always, as we close the show, do the work. Do the work. Do the work and do the work. Without that, you're just a talker, and talking leads you one place and one place only, to get fucked up or be fucked up, one or the other. There you go, brother. <laughs> Yeah, brother. Sorry, brother, brother Sargidi. You can contact me on Facebook, brother Sargidi. A U S A R G H E D E. Sargidi. Email a n dot w a r sixteen at yahoo dot com. And my last comment is, as my good brothers have been saying, do the fucking work. I mean, mm-hmm. stop playing on Facebook. Stop taking. You know, meditation pictures and yoga pictures and, yeah. <laughs> you know, fucking wearing robes and shit, acting all spooky and shit. <laughs> Just do, oh, the feel, do some real fucking work. Yo, I sent, I sent a picture to Ravana earlier in the week. He thought I was bullshit. I, I sent a, yo, tell him about that picture I sent you, that dude meditating this on the rock. This nigga was meditating on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> just right where the waves was hitting the rock. <laughs> so it looked like, it looked like the waves of the aura. You know, <laughs> shadowing yeah. the brother, and the brother just looked all mystical and deep sitting in a lotus position. <laughs> yeah, My yeah, question I... is, well, how long did you have to meditate before the guy took the picture? And caught the wave. Were you deep in, in it? Did he was he or she who took the picture patient enough to wait for you to go deep into the shit, which usually doesn't happen in minutes, nigga. So anyway, and then were you getting you. wet when you were yeah. meditating? Were you getting wet but trying to ignore it so you could look deep for a picture? I mean, really, oh, come yeah. on. Now. Oh yeah, I mean, we get some <laughs> funny ass emails, man. And, and just, just, just so listeners can know, uh, we there, there's so much work to do. It's personal. The reason why we're clowning on this right now, that's a personal moment in your personal experience that shouldn't be publicized personally. <laughs> now, if your ego feels the need to take pictures of it and put it all over social media, I, I mean, fuck it. That's what makes you feel good. But I'm going to speak for myself, and I know the brothers feel the same way. I don't personally care to partake in your own personal moment. It's just that personal. So don't send me pictures of you meditating on rocks and shit. And, and, and whatever, because I just I hit the delete button straight up. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I don't care. Um, I just I mean it's funny. You know, it gives me a good laugh if I'm you know I need a good laugh. It's some funny ass shit. Um, but anyway, 
Uh, let me give you my contact information. Uh, before I do it again, just a reminder, next week, Brother Panic, 9 p.m. Eastern, sharp. Panic is always on time, ready to go. And you all know Brother Panic opens up portholes and vortexes and dimensions when he starts talking. Um, so I'm going to tell you all, brothers, sisters, melanated family, pack a lunch because the brother likes to speak. Um, for those that are going to be in the South Florida area this Saturday night, I'll actually be doing a lecture at Sophia's Garden of Ma'at. If you are or able to get to the area this weekend, uh, let me give you that address real quick. I'm going to pull it up. I have all the information here and the brother that you could actually uh, contact if you want more information on the event. Just give me one second. I'm going to pull that up real quick. That's going to be this Saturday at 730. Hold on one sec. I got it on my phone. I'm just pulling it up. Um all right, here it is. It's the address is uh hold on. Where's the address on this damn thing? Well actually let me give you Brother Yehuda's number. You could actually contact him now. I don't know why the address isn't on the uh actually it is, it's sideways. Hold on. Let me turn it. Yeah. Anyway, um let me give you the brother's phone number that you could actually call in reference uh to the event. Uh, his name is Brother Yehuda. I could actually email you the flyer when I when I give you my email address. You could actually, um, I will give you the actual. Uh, I'll send you over the actual flyer. Hold on one second. Uh, his na- okay, his name is Brother Yehuda. He's the one actually doing the event, and the event is this Saturday, 7:30 p.m. It's in uh, North Miami at Sophia's Garden of Maat. Uh, Brother Yehuda's phone number is area code 786-357. 1899 and it's this Saturday again August 1st 7:30 p.m. Uh there's no charge to to come into the event. Um we just ask that you support the vendors. I will be out there myself with a gang of books. Um I have a ton of books out there on pretty much all the topics that we have been talking about this evening. So if you're able to come to that event, definitely come out to that event. Um and support. Uh you can contact me at khnum19 at gmail.com. You could also go on to the Mother Nubia Inc. YouTube page. I have over 30-something videos up now. I usually try to put one up every week. Uh, all the shows are archived on the Mother Nubia Inc. Google page, the radio shows. Uh, you can also go on to the uh, Waking the Universal Minds Facebook page. All the shows are archived on there. You can contact uh, any of us through that page also in itself. Um, and, again, if you have topics that you might want to, hear about, uh, leave some suggestions on the Facebook page on the show. You can also contact me personally on Facebook, Beniti Amunre, B-A-N-I-T-I-A-M-U-N-R-E, if you would like any personal questions or as long as they're logical and we can't get to them all, um, then we'll try our best to answer them. So, again, um, also we have Dr. David Emotep coming on the show in August, and Dr. Jewel Pukram will be back on the show along with Dr. Bynum. So that's some of our upcoming guests after Brother Panic who will be on next uh, Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hope to see everybody there. That's going to be a, probably one of the most powerful shows that we ever will be doing. Um, so definitely spread the word on that one. Don't want to miss that show. And we appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, everybody have a good night, and we'll see you guys next Thursday. Hotep.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.